You're tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. This podcast will contain strong language and spoilers for decades-old media properties. Welcome, everybody. This is the podcast where we examine pop culture franchises of the VHS era and improv news stories because we're the best snitches on beaches to imagine how we might improve our favorite movies, TV, and games. I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And we were raised by rentals. Mike, we have a special guest today. Woohoo! Special guest, where are you? Hi, I'm Sam, and I am super thankful for this opportunity to be on here. Yay, Sam! And Yay. to catch up with you guys. Yay! Woohoo! Yay! Sam, we have known we have... Sam forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you said forever because I almost like named numbers and I'm like, no, that'll make us sound too old. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. You know, yeah. I almost did for a second. And then I was like, wait, my age is showing quickly. Hide it. <laughs> uh, so, Sam, we are so excited to have you here. And anyone who doesn't know Sam, uh, you are the. Uh, the leader, I guess, I guess you must be the creator, the public face of the Western New York horror crew a- and the the proprietor of Jerry's Closet in East Aurora, Western New York. The one stop pop culture shop for all your geeky needs. Yes, my brother and I created uh, Western New York Horror Crew to kind of be able to have people in Western New York horror area that are artists and creative minds be able to have a place or places when we do events that they can have their stuff out there and get the word out on them and then the jerry's closet is our nerd thrift store which is basically everything my dad's been collecting his whole life and some stuff that my brother and i have been to and we're just there to give it a second home to anybody that wants to come in and purchase it Oh, I mean, I would love to come. If I didn't live like many states away, thousands of miles away, <laughs> I would. I can't wait. Next time I'm in New York to visit my uh, my mother, I can't wait to make the drive out there and just raid your comic boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna love it. And my favorite part about being there at the shop every weekend is when people come in and they're like, "Oh, I used to have this," or "Oh, I used to play that game," or "Watch that movie," or "Listen to that," or "I know someone that's totally gonna love this." That's really cool. Yeah, yeah the I only love that. thing is you have to fight Omay for uh, some of the stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, Michael May, the head of the Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Monster Mosh? I always want to say Monster Mosh. Maybe Monster Mike Mosh. Just change the name of it. The head of the uh, <laughs> Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash podcast. I know he's always uh, bragging on the podcast about how he was like, yeah, I just called Sam and just bought the shit before it even went on the, on the floor. I, I know. Like, oh. I was, there's so, so many pieces. I was like, damn it, I didn't even know about that one. <laughs> he's got our PayPal on like speed dial. So he's right? just like, oh, I sent you money already. So it's mine. Just let you know. Put it in my box. We literally have a box in the store behind the register that has his name on it. It's it's his pole bin. <laughs> yeah, it's pole bin, yep. exactly. That's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> well, yeah, but if you have any listings online somewhere, maybe I'll check out yeah, some stuff before I come to visit. But, man, I just love the hunt. I love just digging through boxes, you know, looking for, mm-hmm. for hidden gems. So I can't wait oh, to yeah. But uh, yeah, we are super stoked to have you here. You're one of our oldest friends, especially when it comes to like pop culture, geek, nerd, franchise love type stuff. You know, we grew up 
struggling and looking for our like kindred spirits right other people mm-hmm. who were into comics and horror and and punk and metal music and you know all the sort of uh, edge of society stuff that we fell in love with as kids and as adults we like found each other in western new york and became friends and even though now some of us are spread out all over the country we and sometimes we don't talk for long periods of time but whatever because we always end up jumping right back into a conversation like it was nothing right and uh, absolutely yeah, we're super stoked oh, yeah. to have you here, Sam. And, you know, I got to say, I'll give credit where credit's due. What you were doing with the Western New York Horror Crew was definitely part of my inspiration for starting up the Red Pantheon, which I'll talk about when we do the social media plugs at the end. But, you know, just I was looking to just try to connect with some other you know, people doing podcasting and artwork. And just I love just sharing the word like I do on Comics Boost, where I just tell people about comics. I don't even make them. I just tell people about them because they're so cool. And yeah. so, you know. What you were doing is kind of like getting people together so you had like a single place, you know, a single uh, channel, right, to, to kind of get your stuff out there at conventions and concerts or whatever. So that was definitely really cool. So I was definitely stoked when you came and joined the Red Pantheon with us because now we have so many more cool projects just by association. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there's so many great people out there and so much stuff that just you people need to experience. We love it and they should love it, too. And if they don't, that's cool. Maybe somebody they know will. They can pass it along. Yep. If anything like us, they'll they'll have lots of like hidden geeks in their life, people who kind of keep it quiet because maybe they're a little embarrassed about like the, you know, the extreme stuff that they're into (laughs) or, uh, you know, the level of their geekdom that maybe like their their family doesn't really get, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, I, I meant to mention this earlier when we were talking, but I'll say it here. I went to go get my hair cut today or yesterday rather and i went to the place where i normally go but the lady who normally cuts my hair wasn't available so i was like well whatever whoever's here i'll just get my hair cut everybody's pretty good and i ended up talking with this person you know who had some cool like anime and like manga tattoos i could see and i'm not big into uh into anime and manga in general unless it's horror (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so i was like yeah i think i kind of recognize that character and we were just chit-chatting for a second and they asked me what you know tv shows or movies i've been watching we're just like making conversation and i was like well i haven't really watched much lately because i've been trying to get through this giant to read pile that i have of all these comics that i've bought that i haven't read so i've been putting more focus on that and it kind of led into uh, the stylist asking a couple of like careful probing questions about oh what kind of comics and you know how long you've been reading and blah 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 and when I and I'm over here going yeah I don't want to get too nerdy yeah 90s comics like whatever and long story short before long I found out that like me this person is a huge New Warriors fan and a huge fan of early 90s image comics but this is a <laughs> But they're much younger and they they found it later on in life, like going back and looking at like old stuff and finding like hidden gems from like before their time. And I'm like, and we totally geeked out about like Nova the Human Rocket and shit. It was so cool. (laughs) That's awesome. I love introducing like younger generations to stuff like, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I've been kind of feeling this watching this. And it's like, oh, you got to read this then or oh, you got to watch this. Like, you'll totally enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean. Heck, I, I've done that with with Tegan, Josh, where where they'll uh, they'll text me, you know, hey, like, what's what's a good possession movie? And then I'm like, oh, my God. OK, let's talk about this. <laughs> and I'm just like, 
blowing up their phone with all these different suggestions. <laughs> and see, I'm glad you did that too, because I had to stop because just because Tegan is like my kid and like, I'm, you know, I guess I'm a pretty cool dad, but I'm still dad. So when Tegan right. mentions that, you know, they're into, you know, a certain uh, movie or anime or something or, or a horror comic. And I'm like, like you said, Sam, I'm like, Oh, you should read this and read this and read this. And what about this? And it's like, Oh, whatever, dad, you're, 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 yep. you're you're just an old head, you know? And I'm like, oh, come on. So then, like, I'll text you and be like, I really want Tegan to watch this movie. <laughs> right? They'll be like, hey, you should totally watch. <laughs> totally unsolicited suggestion. You should watch those Conjuring movies or whatever, you know? <laughs> but then you have to make sure it's, like, age-appropriate, too. Like, that's my biggest mistake. I remember, like, letting my nephew borrow something when he was, like, 14, and Brandon was, like, I don't think you should have done that. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's really like quite age appropriate. <laughs> well, and you know, I don't yeah. think any of us have a good uh, gauge of that because of what we were allowed to ingest when we were children. <laughs> because yeah. I know like with oh, yeah. Caleb was really young, like obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a huge horror nerd. So he kept wanting to see the movie that the weird face on my wall belongs to. I have Trash's face from Return of the Living Dead, like her zombie face. Um, so he wanted to see the movie that that was from. So we watched Return of the Living Dead and he wasn't scared at all by it. It was just like, you know, whatever. And then we watched the sequel. And so I was like, oh, yeah, he's liking horror movies. So then my dumbass on Father's Day puts on Creep Show. <laughs> and we're watching it and I'm all excited, you know, and it gets to the scene where um, I forget her name, but the, the old lady bashes her dad's head in with the ashtray and we don't even see it. It's just kind of implied that scared him so bad. Like he covered his, he was like five. He covered his eyes and he was like, he was done, you know? And I was like, Oh my God, I screwed up. <laughs> and Jess is like, why would you show him this? I'm like, I don't know. Like I thought it was cool. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I'm, I have so many stories about that. Like with Tegan, Tegan is super obsessed with horror, but I had to like ease them into it more for my own comfort level. Um, but, and while they love gore and horror, but they get like really uncomfortable when things get like sexy, when there's like sex scenes and stuff, yep. you know? And so, yeah, I, I made that mistake once of, uh, I thinking that Tegan was old enough to just, yeah, go grab whatever like comics off my shelf you know, there's a couple up there you probably shouldn't read, and I'll point those out. But other than that, like, yeah, have fun. Like, it's a library. Go check it out. And the they happened to pick a comic by James Kolchalka, who does a lot of, like, kids' comics that they remembered when they were younger, and then took it to school to have something to read during a test, and then came home that day and was like, Dad, why didn't you lend me this book? And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like James Kolchalka. It's like cutesy elves and shit. And it was, like, full of sex. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I, no. I, forgot it was, I forgot it was even in there because I'm just so, Aww. like, used to I'm so inured to all of that. Like, it's no big deal, you know, from our generation. Yep. I'm like, oh, God, they were like 12. <laughs> yep, yep. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. So now i got to be more careful with Griffin. <laughs> yeah. Last year, I watched The Sadness with my nephew, that new movie that just came out. And it's definitely not appropriate for younger children. <laughs> oh, man. I felt like oh, I yeah. traumatized him. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I remember the first time mm. I put on I put on Sha- the Shawshank Redemption one time, thinking it'll be like you know it's dark, but like it's you know it's a good good movie. It's, you know, you learn a lot from it. It has really good like hopeful lessons at the end and a happy ending. Not remembering how much sexual abuse is in that movie, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh god, I forgot. But I, but my fucking mom took me to see that when I was like 15. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everything was acceptable. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, things were things were so different back then. Anyway, that but that reminds me, Mike, you mentioned your favorite movie of all time, Return of the Living Dead, and yep. that is the perfect segue for what we're going to talk about today because we're sitting here having a great time talking with Sam, and uh, you know we could just go on and on, just telling old stories and you know comparing all these uh, like you know geek life experiences we've had. But one thing we definitely all have in common is we love zombies. And you guys are both like huge horror heads, way, way more so than me. But when it comes to horror movies, I love haunted house movies and I love zombie movies and I especially love uh, comedy horror. So I am also a huge fan of Return of the Living Dead. And, you know, and we were shooting the shit talking about it. And I thought this is the perfect opportunity to have Sam come on and we can just riff on a horror comedy zombie story. And what better one? to riff on than Return of the Living Dead. So, you know, Mike, Sam, what do you think? Should we jump jump in and make up some kind of a sequel or a remake? And I just want to have something uh, where we can kind of, I think it'd be funny to do some kind of like a weird like teen romance. But anyway, what do you think? No, absolutely. I, I think uh, we should we should probably plug a sequel somewhere in the franchise before the abominations that four and five are happened. Um <laughs> So no, like maybe, maybe like come in right after two, like especially if we're gonna do like a, a more comedic thing. Part two was very, um, oh, part two was almost family friendly in its level of comedy. Uh, so like, <laughs> yeah, we we could even like instead of having part three follow it up, we could do like a part three here and then have the Brian Yuzna uh, part three come in as part four <laughs> and say for, <laughs> forget four and five ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need those. Uh, I feel you know, like this is the perfect kid zombie movie. You know, anytime anybody's like, oh, do you recommend kind of something that's zombie that's like kid friendly? Return Living Dead Part 2. Definitely. Yeah, definitely Part 2. I was going to say, I thought you might, I thought you meant the first one. And I was like, wait, doesn't Trash like take your gear off in this movie? Yeah. Like, no, we no, were... no, no. <laughs> part 2. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, it's funny because I didn't rewatch Part 2. I should have. I wanted to. I ran out of time. So I was watching like a uh, like a super cut of the clips just to you know refresh my memory, even though I've seen it a bunch of times. Uh, and I, and, I, and I, it kind of dawned on me that I really like the end of Part 1, you know, where there's that uh, bombing uh, and then the trioxin, you know, the, the zombie juice for anyone who's unfamiliar, right? The, the trioxin that caused the zombie outbreak, it like gets in the atmosphere and then starts to rain. There's this sort of ominous uh, cliffhanger almost of like, Ooh, like it could happen again. Um, and then you get part two and it has a totally different ending. And I, I don't think it contradicts the first one in any way. And like the weakness of the zombies, like you might hear the expert. So correct me, but I'm, as I'm watching this, like supercut, I'm like, you know, part two is almost, it's almost a prequel. It almost works better to come before the first one, especially when you, when you take into effect, into account in the first return of the living dead, they talk a lot about how like night of the living dead. Oh, that really happened. And like the government like hushed it up, you know, as almost as, and then when you look at the beginning of part two, where they like lose a barrel of trioxin. It's like, 
again, if that had happened before the first one, it almost would have made more sense. Am I completely crazy here? No, I mean, it definitely would have made more sense for, for it to go that way, but it almost feels like they were doing that thing that we did a lot in the 80s and 90s where it's the, the hand wave ignore the original and just kind of make up our own lore with the second one. Because in the first one, uh, the You Need a Medical Supply Warehouse accidentally had those barrels shipped to them. And they had like 20 of them down in the basement. There was like a bunch down there. Um, so it was the whole thing of like they showed up with a shipment uh, of other stuff that they weren't supposed to get. So instead of, you know, calling in the army, they were just like, fuck it, hide them. You know, which is just stupid. But, you know, that's so they, they did that. And then in part two, for whatever reason, they, they, they comment in the beginning that um, the military was they, they they tried to use trioxin. You know, it didn't work out. It was too powerful, blah, blah, blah. So they were going to they were going to cover it all up. So they were transporting the barrels. And then, yeah, we get the guy smoking weed and have the really badly belted in barrels. And one of them goes flying. Um <laughs> You know, <laughs> and somehow ends up out of the river and in a storm drain that's above the river. I'm not really sure on how that worked, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> hand waving. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, when we get to part three, it's more of the same. It's like they don't discuss the fact that, you know, Kentucky was nuked or that this small housing development was overrun and ransacked by zombies. Part three, it's just like, so we have this trioxin and we want to use it. Yeah. And so the reason I mentioned it is like literally every time I watch the first Return of the Living Dead and I see that ending where the trioxin gets in the atmosphere and it, it seems like it's going to spread wherever it's raining, like wherever this yep. storm goes. And I'm like, I want to see that movie. Like wh where does the, where is it raining? How big is the storm? How widespread is whatever that future outbreak is, you know? And when we were, you know, behind the scenes, when we were shooting the shit, trying to come up with, you know, some, something to talk about when we invited Sam on, you know, we talk about different types of zombie movies and funny ones. And I, re I remember loving when I was a kid, my boyfriend's back, which yeah. I haven't seen in a super long time, but uh, you know, that came out in 1993. And I was just thinking like, it would be really fun to do that type of a zombie movie where it's something really kind of silly and funny, you know, uh, mm -hmm. we can maybe go a little edgier with it, you know, uh, but I just like the, the general vibe. And I thought it would be really funny if we could do something where, you know, this storm spreads unbeknownst to the military because they're like, yep, you know, you, you successfully bombed it. Like, you know, it's been contained to 20 blocks or whatever. And then the storm goes off and causes this other outbreak, but the other outbreak happens in this totally different sort of way. So instead of getting like flesh eating zombies, you get like, you know, people who just happen to be dead who are like trying to go on with their life, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like Fido. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just watching this presentation on um, Mount St. Helen and it erupted in 1980 and they didn't clear enough area. So there was like a whole town that basically got like destroyed, covered, a bunch of people died and stuff that didn't think that they were going to be in that zone. And then there was also this area that was like miles away on a map that also was contaminated, but it was so far away from the zone where everything went out. So maybe we can go along the lines as like hey this is so far away it's so weird that it even reached this town so maybe that can tie into something different kind of happening there okay 
yeah, yeah. I, think that would, I think that would be fun and like i don't even really have any idea you know for like a plot really again you look at something like my boyfriend's back which i just thought of because i love the fact that like the guy's just dead but like trying to ignore it you know right <laughs> which is kind of it's that's kind of the comedic setup of the movie and like he still wants to go to the prom and everything uh but of course like in the town's like trying to you know they're all trying to kill him and stop him because they think he's like you know the the uh, brain eating flesh eating like rich living dead but he's just like i just want to go to high school you know and i just kind of thought that would be funny uh because yeah exactly sam like you could have this storm fly somewhere and you could have this whole like little miniature outbreak before the military would find out about it very much kind of like you know the first most of the first return of the living dead movie where there's a little mini outbreak before oh shit other people find out about it you know right uh, and i just think we could do something fun with that where we'd have this we have this little pocket where we could do almost anything we wanted or even a different type of zombie because who knows what trioxin happens in the atmosphere i don't know it's you know hand wavy bullshit <laughs> and uh, yeah. just have some fun with it i think it's it's funny because we we, we all kind of ended up in the same realm, but in different paths, because I, I didn't go with the storm and my my concept. Um, what I was thinking is how Return of the Living Dead 2 took place in this housing development and like this whole like town where they were building a bunch of stuff and the town got like evacuated, except for that handful of people that were trapped there. Now, the military, they, they well, first of all, we find out that, that you can electrocute the zombies and kill them, which I never really liked. But whatever, we'll, we'll play with that. Um they electrocuted the zombies and killed them. And then the militaries are, or the military troops are coming in with flamethrowers and burning them at the end, which we know is bad. Um, yes. So, but they're doing that at the end. And all I kept thinking of is love canal where it's like, you have this mm-hmm. area where a bunch of, you know, waste was disposed of, and then they built on top of it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh yeah, no, no, we got rid of the waste. We got rid of the waste, but they didn't get rid of the waste. You know? So <laughs> what I was thinking is like, okay, so this whole housing development gets scrapped, right? the freaking zombies were like mutilated on that land. Well, they're still trioxin infused bodies. Like, wouldn't it seep down into the soil? Couldn't it cause something? Wouldn't there be pro- They're melting zombies there. Like, wouldn't that gunk get down into the, into the soil? So what I yeah. was thinking is like several years later, because again, different, different out, a different start to the outbreak. That's kind of where my mind was several years later they build a mall on that land <laughs> oh yeah oh and, yeah cool and like like the groundwater is like contaminated right it yes like, oh it's and, like where, where's aaron Drakovich when you need her <laughs> the, the, the thing that i thought of like right off the bat like like kick the opening uh like open the film with this is we have two janitors of course played by tom matthews and james karen um <laughs> of course they need a comment about it being familiar again too Oh, oh, of course. Well, because they'll, they'll get turned because the, the way I, ha- I had this whole thing was like they're complaining to the mall owner that there's this gunk leaking up from the sewer drains in the basement that smells awful. And the manager writes it off as shit and tells him just clean it up. So, of course, you know, they're down there cleaning it. One of them slips in the gunk and the other one starts laughing. So, like, like maybe maybe James Karen slips in it and Tom Matthews is like, ah, and he grabs up like a handful of this gunk and throws it at the other guy, gets all in his face. So they have literally a zombified gunk fight and infect themselves. <laughs> um, oh. I was thinking, you know, haha, slapstick. But we see the shit getting splattered around the storeroom and it gets into mm-hmm. like the slurpy supplies. 
And then we do a montage of the mall, all these people running around, and we see people drinking the Slurpees and eating like Annie's pretzel and all that, not knowing that they're eating contaminated food and eventually will turn. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm, I'm getting, like, cabin fever vibes, too, with, like, yeah. water and shit, right? But, <laughs> well, if they have and, a random piece of body part floating in the Slurpee. Right, right. To, like, like Phantom of the Mall. Like, we'll have, like, like a fucking ear in a Slurpee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, wait, there's gotta be, yeah, there's gotta be some girl with, like, big, crazy, teased up hair who, like, yes! pulls, pulls, like, part of, like, a finger out of her drink. And she, and she, 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 but she turns to her boyfriend, and she's like, oh, Tom, you prankster, or whatever, and, like, not even realizing it's, like, a fucking real, like, zombie oh, finger knuckle. Have her <laughs> lick it off. Ah! <laughs> and then, of course, the, the boyfriend's like, what, baby, wasn't me, you know? <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. Oh, man. It's, oh, I, Real quick, before we go any further away, yeah, Sam, to your point, that's perfect, right? And I love this, Mike, when you when, when uh, James Karen and Tom Matthews have, like, you know, the gunk fight. But, like, yeah, Tom, like, slips in it or whatever. You got to have, like, James Karen start laughing and say something like, oh, I love when that happens. It's a classic all the time, you know, something like that. You know? <laughs> well, see, and the funny thing is, like, I wanted them definitely to, like, slowly turn throughout the, the course of the movie. And, of course, we're going to do the same thing we did in part two, where it's like, I'm getting a really bad feeling of deja vu, man. Like, this yeah. I feel like this has happened before, you know. I love the idea of like trioxin slurpees. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say you, so, you have so, more to go. Yeah. The, the the main the main like story beats. Just like like uh, you know, I don't want to get too into it. I want to improv, but like the main story beats. I was thinking of like so they're they're not gonna know to be able to call the military for this because there's no barrels. There's no information. So this just this shit just happens. So I, I figured the main plot would revolve around a group of friends working at the mall. And I, I'm glad you mentioned the the big haired girl, because I have a scene with an aerosol uh, flamethrower idea. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, use your, your can of Aquanet. Um, but yeah, like, so. Well, so, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. because if this is a sequel to Return of the Living Dead. Or part two, like if this is our own part three. Well, part three came out in 1993. The early 90s, you still, man, in the early 90s, girls were still had like the big hair with the the, the crimping iron. You know oh I mean? yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. You would still have all that shit, and like mall culture was at almost still its peak at this point. So it, it mm-hmm. would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I figured if this was like like 1990 or something like that. Um, but yeah, so we'd have this group of friends uh, who were working at the mall, and. During the the course of the day, we're going to have weird stuff happening. People getting sick, you know, like kind of running to the bathroom, throwing up, like all that kind of stuff. And eventually these these patrons of the mall will start to turn. So now it's the mall employees versus the patrons in the mall and like the other survivors in the mall getting bit and turned and all that. But these aren't reanimated corpses. These are freshly turned. So, of course, they're going to be fast. They're going to be smart. They're going to be, you know, like like uh, again, like Freddie was in the first movie. Um, so I want, I wanted to have like this whole thing where it's basically about a group of people trying to survive in a mall. So take cues from like chopping mall and Dawn of the dead and all that kind of stuff. But I definitely have some story beats later that I'm like, Oh my God. Like I have an ending in mind that I just, I kept picturing the whole time I was thinking of this. Like the ending is what came to me first (laughs) because it's so fucking stupid. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, that is, that is the way to to go out. So, man. with the boyfriend's back angle for it it would be really cool to have like someone that like 
you know, maybe is going to meet his girlfriend or whatever. She works there. And like, she didn't know that he had a Slurpee. He had a Slurpee real quick. And then he met her over there. So he's feeling himself kind of turning. Maybe he's a like zombie fan or something. So maybe he kind of has a feeling of what's going on. And he's trying to hide the fact that he is slowly turning and he is going to start craving those brains soon. Oh, oh, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. oh, oh, hang on. Don't, yeah, so, go ahead. Go ahead. You I'm gave me so, a good idea. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I was actually about to say something really similar. I, I w- and I was picturing, yeah, I love this idea of like this young romance. And so I, I have this image in my head of uh, this character, like what's her name? Uh, Olivia Newton-John from Greece, you know, who's this uh, sort of like new girl in town and or this cheerleader type who's like going out with like, you know, the the football jock. And she's going to like go meet him at the at the mall where he's hanging out with like the other guys in the team or whatever. And she has this like teeny bopper crush on him. And yeah. Yeah, and he's like a you know a big big man on campus type but maybe what we do is we see him like there's a movie theater like in the mall and like they're coming out of the theater uh and it's like they they were seeing you know like uh uh the night of the living dead remake or something you know what i mean like they, they were seeing they were seeing like a horror movie and he comes out and he's like oh man i love those types of movies whatever and it'd be this cool character piece where he's really into these horror movies but he's like the captain of the football team so the other guys in the team are all just like i don't know man i don't know why you like that shit man i, I don't i don't get it with all that like uh, flesh-eating monster stuff it's like kid stuff you know and his girl and his girlfriend too just thinks like oh you you're so silly you know but yeah so he 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 gets a, a sip off of you know somebody's slurpee or he goes to get buy one has a little sip and then like you know one of his like dumb jock friends is playing a, a joke and you know knocks it out of his hand so he only gets a little bit and then uh yeah so as the movie he's like as the movie goes on he's like starting to turn and he's like, I don't know, I'm feeling like kind of weird, like, you know, like you guys saw the movie, right? It's like, you know, they got all sweaty and pale first, right? Am I, do I look sweaty and pale to you? And, you know, and then at some <laughs> point, I just want him to be like, like, you know, the the girl, Sally, whatever, right? He's like, I don't know, Sally, like, it's like, I just can't stop thinking, like, I don't know, I just, I really want to know what, like, your skin tastes like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or your brains, they exactly. smell spicy. <laughs> and, and then and then and then she, but she's so oblivious you know like uh I, I i don't know why the name tom keeps popping up because of tom matthews but she's like oh tom you're so crazy i love you you know you're so silly you know <laughs> like and so there's like this thing whenever we see them it's like he's always like trying to put his arm around her you know which because she loves but he's just like he, he's like sniffing her head you know <laughs> <laughs> Kind of licks her hair at one yeah. point, <laughs> and then she's like, "Stop it! You're gonna mess up my hairspray." You know. <laughs> See now, I, I I love this idea, but uh, one of the things that that I think would work really well here is we've seen in all three of the first Return of the Living Dead movies somebody start to turn, or or, or you know they're, they're infected and they like they don't want to be. Like, they're trying to fight it. So we get, uh, in, in both part one and two, we get Tom Matthews' character, like, fighting it. We see James Karen's character actually, like, kill himself um, to avoid eating brains. And in part three, we not only have uh, Julie, but we have Riverman, who retains some of his humanity after being turned. Like, Riverman helps them out, helps out, uh, what is it, Mark and Julie? I can't remember the guy's name. Um, but he helps them out to to escape from that, like, hellscape of the zombies uh, unleashed in the in the military complex um so we could even have a scene like when he eventually does start to turn he could still help them fight back like because he he, like you said he only got a little bit of the trioxin so he's he's turned he's a zombie he wants brains but he also has his consciousness still 
So he's trying mm-hmm. to be like, you know, no, I'm I'm going to help you guys. And we're going to have to obviously have some kind of like final fight sequence where it's like the survivors fight against the zombies in the mall. And I don't know if we want to repeat the electricity scene, like do something like have them uh, use the, the mall's water feature and sprinklers or something to like electrocute all the zombies. But maybe he does something like uh, he, they have to throw the power, but the, you know, whoever throws the power is going to get electrocuted. And he's like, you know, I'm one of them. I'll do it. You know, he goes down there and like, you know, maybe grabs the, the the cord and sticks it in the water and electrocutes everyone, including himself. Uh, but yeah, we and can have something like was so clear. So we can definitely go with that where, you know, you, there's no moment in that whole movie where you're really thinking, oh, she's a full zombie. Well, there, there's the one, the very, when after the, the sewer fight where the guy goes to talk when she's eating Riverman. Because I, I literally just watched it. The, yeah. I, I, I went down a rabbit hole of one, two, and three. <laughs> but, <laughs> so but yeah, because he, uh, I, I keep thinking it's Mark, but I, I feel like that's a wrong name. But anyway, the guy in part three, he goes, he, he goes, Julie, and she like looks at him and she screeches and goes to run. And then his dad shoots her with the freeze bullet and, you know, freezes her up and then they cart her off to the, the complex. But yeah, like literally up to the last 20 minutes of the movie, she controls it. And then again, she still controls it afterward when they when uh, he lets her out of the cage. And you can tell she's like fighting it, but she is fighting it. So, you know, and then, of course, you know, they do the whole Romeo and Juliet die together scene. But, yeah, no, I love the idea of having a zombie that is trying its best to fight against its its natural inclination to eat brains. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, I I just had a, an idea too, and I'm over here listening to you talk about you know this zombie who like doesn't want to be a zombie, and like there's gonna be this outbreak, and we gotta figure out electricity, like shit. They could trigger like the sprinklers, like in the ceiling, like part of like the fire alarm. You know what I mean? Yeah. At some point at the end, but I can I can I can't help but think, how is there a zombie outbreak at this mall? that doesn't just immediately become like a big deal for the whole town, right? People are going to be fleeing out of the mall, leaving, screaming, telling the cops, calling their family. Like there's got to be an, an, a reason. Maybe it's a smart mall. So somebody like shouted to go into lockdown because they had this security mm-hmm. system just installed and they were like, okay, you know, this is such great security system. If mm-hmm. something happens within here, we can keep it contained until we can get help from the outside. So maybe somebody mm-hmm. had released that and then it, locked down the mall keeping everybody else trapped in oh okay so i I like that but let me combine it with where i was going no that's perfect so what i was thinking was we need to like have people be able to leave the mall at the beginning like some people without causing a panic and so what i'm thinking is what if and the reason that they were watching like you know night of the living dead or whatever in the mall is what if it's halloween or halloween season and at this mall they're having like it's like their annual like uh up all night zombie fest at the mall the mall stays open late and people go and it's all decorated for Halloween and they're playing like Romero movies in like the theater inside the mall. And at some point, like it's going to be like party time and they're going to like dim the lights and the food court's going to have like, you know, like a party or whatever. And it's like this annual event. And so when the outbreak happens, it starts to happen earlier in the day and it's like people are turning into zombies. Most of the people in the mall just think it's like part of the party. And so even people who like run screaming from the building and they tell the cop, there's going to be some scene where there's like a guy, a woman who comes screaming out of the building, like, oh, there's zombies and they're eating people. And the cops can be like, yeah, it's Halloween, you know, and that's oh, I love that. Yeah, right? yeah definitely. <laughs> 
But then to okay. your point, Sam, at some point they can, yeah, they locked they lock the mall down. So now it's like some people left. The cops don't care. It's party at the mall, and they they kind of forget about it. So when it's like after normal business hours, and it's supposed to be the Halloween party, but actually it's a big zombie outbreak, and everybody's locked inside. Okay, wait, wait. I, I love I love where you guys are going with this. Okay, so we do exactly what you said about the whole, uh, you know, the the people running outside trying to tell the cops, like freaking out, and it's just like, you know, yeah, whatever. So maybe a couple of those survivors do actually escape, and maybe we could even have. You know, some people who drank some of the Slurpee, like, get out. So, you know, leaving open for a sequel. Um, but we could even have it as simple as, like, remember, these are smart zombies. So maybe the security guards get turned and they just lock the gates, locking all their food inside. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was yeah. totally going to say that. Because he'd have, like, the all, all the access to the system. So he's kind of been watching, you know? Yeah. Like you so can just kind of be figuring like, this out. Is served, you know, and like lock Yeah, it. yeah. And he's helping his other zombie friends, so he's like, "Yeah, I'll lock all this dinner, and we can have a buffet." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, trick or treat, motherfuckers! Like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, oh god. So I, I got to tell you, the, the scene that I like, I know we're jumping around, but the scene I, I had in mind is like after the chaos is happening for a while. So we have our main characters. I don't know how many we want to have, but I need to have like the, the girl with the big hair, right? So they make their way up to the roof and they're trying to like flag anyone down. And like a couple of zombies get up and like they don't have any really weapons to fight them. So have like this this chick pull this giant bottle of Aquanet out of her purse and like a lighter and fucking burn the zombies. <laughs> so they she burns them into a crisp like, die motherfuckers! Like, you know, and they burn up the smoke goes up into the atmosphere, creates the acid rain, and mm-hmm. we just happen to see there's a graveyard not too far away. So oh, it comes okay. down. Nice. So <laughs> we have we have this scene where it's like, you know, they, they beat back most of the zombies. Maybe they're, we, we go through this whole thing where, like, they get sports equipment and, like, you know, they're breaking zombie legs and shit, like, slowing them down. And they get the gates open, and, like, one of the guys runs us and says, come on, guys, we're free, as a fucking zombie tackles him, like, just out of frame. <laughs> and then they look, and nice. we just see a horde of zombies coming from the, the direction of the graveyard, running at the front doors. So oh, now yeah. they have to reclose the gates, and you just see the zombies, like, crash up against the doors, like, breaking the glass. And they're like, oh, fuck. They run up to hide, and the zombies break in. So now, like, they have a whole new horde of zombies trapping them in the mall. And how do they get out? Which is why I was thinking about using the electrical system to to fry yeah. it. Yeah, I but, think that, 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 that's, that's a good way to take them out. I think the electrical system combined with, like, the fire retardant, you know, sprinkler system would be a good way to kind of, like, spread that around at some point. Um, right. And I, I, I don't know how this how this fits in with what you just said, but, like, I keep thinking of, like, the send more cops, like, send more paramedics line. And you mentioned, like, getting more zombies from the graveyard. And I was just like, ah, send more zombies. You know, like, we got to fit that line in there somehow. <laughs> like, one of, the, one of the smart zombies has to, like, maybe, like, all these zombies come and then, like, one of the smart zombie security guards like looks at another guy and he like and he like points at the graveyard and he's like yeah you know like like there aren't enough and he's like ah send more zombies and he like and so he like you see this one guy who like limps off with like a slurpee in his hand and it's like yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking of a skating rink you know how some malls have like skating rinks in them and stuff and to get that to melt a little bit would be a good way to translate some of the current too for electricity. Oh, yeah. Almost like, um, oh, God, it wasn't a skating rink. It was a swimming pool and, and Chud too, Bud the Chud. 
where they get them all in the swimming pool and then they they Ooh, use that. stuff. Yeah, but no, the yeah. skating rink would be a good idea too. That's why I just immediately pictured gathering a bunch of zombies in a body of water. And I was, I yeah. thought of just but like new. ice skating. I'm thinking, you know, because yeah. yeah. then you have. Uh... That's a great idea because what we need is we need we need a plot, obviously, right? So yeah. we need something for our human characters who we probably should like define a few of them, but yeah, we, uh, uh, we need something for our human characters to try to be doing rather than just like screaming in terror. They got to have some kind of a plan, it's whatever that simple plan is. And so it might be as simple as, Hey, there's a skating rink downstairs. If we can get everybody down there, you know, and like, we'll turn the power off. So it starts to melt. And then, you know, like what, or whatever, we'll flip the power back on and there'll be like a live wire or some, you know, some kind of a plan. We got to figure out the details, but yeah. So it's like, so they're trying at first, they're trying to just figure out what's going on. Then they're trying to survive. And, it, and then, you know, in like that third act, it's going to be like, okay, we have to like Pied Piper, all these bitches down into the skating rink. So we have to like put some bait down there. You know, we have to find some way to get the whole zombie horde to follow us. I, I got it. Okay. All right, I like this. Um, so we we do have to define define our characters, but so the idea of getting them all in the skating rink that, that's a really good idea. So we're we're, we're going to have uh, this is this is an easy way to to electrify the whole area. So we have one of them pull a fucking alien three, like where it's like they have to run through the mall, like gathering up the zombies. And then, like, slide across the ice and grab a rope that one of the other ones is, like, hanging from the rafters. And then we could have one of those, like, scary moments where the person's trying to climb up the rope, but the zombies are grabbing it and weighing them down. They're like, climb, climb, climb! You know? And then, like, while they're all, like, on the ice skating rink, maybe this is where we could have, like, the football zombie, the guy who's slowly turning, he could run over there and, like, you know, pull the cord and, like, stick it into the ice and, and electrocute everybody, maybe even including himself. Um, you know, and so we, we could think that, that our heroes would, would survive. Um, but I, I have, I have a twist there, so I'm going to save that until we're closer to the end. So we, we want to, okay. we want to get the, uh, the whole story kind of beat it out here. Yeah. Okay. So I have a, I have an idea for this to, to make, kind of make it a little bit more organic as you mentioned, uh, our football captain. So I'm going to call him Scott just for some kind of a name, right? Scott, right. the jock. So Scott, the jock, Sally, the girlfriend, you know, uh, just one note characters for some reason. I don't know why, but you meant, we mentioned like big hair and like crimped bangs and hairspray. And I don't know why the name Julie just seems like the perfect name for that character, but it does. Um, but let's, but let's just start with Scott the Jock, right? So yeah, let's let's have while they're like running around trying to figure out what to do, at some point, um, our like little group that get that ends up gathering together of like our main character survivors, like what if they're trying to find a way to turn the security system off so they can get out? So they're looking for like there's got to be like a control room or, you know, like electrical uh, room somewhere, uh, whether we cut the power or there's an emergency exit button, we got to find where that utility room is. And of course it's going to be, you know, I, I don't know why I keep thinking there's a basement in the mall, but whatever, like wherever the lowest point of the mall would be, because they wouldn't put like a skating rink on like the second floor, you know? So, right. but, but what if they go there and they find this like control room and that's when they're like, wait, where do these like pipes go? Is this the power line? And so they're trying to, tr- and that's when they look over and one of the pipes that they're trying to fi- follow and they look over and they see like the skating rink behind these like glass doors. And that's when one of them gets like the light bulb over their head of like, oh shit, I know what to do, you know? And I think it kind of ties 
the plot together pretty organically because it's not like they were looking for a way to kill the zombies. It was just they were trying to save themselves and then realized, hey, there might be a plan here. Okay. The security guard could be near that control room, so then we could have the conflict with the, you know, the smartest zombie that's kind of been leading these other zombies in. Well, do we still want to do the thing where we have uh, the graveyard, uh, like you know the 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 guy, like they think they get they we think the heroes are getting out, and then the graveyard zombies attack and then push them back into the mall, and they yeah, have their, now they're retrapped. Yeah. I think we could yep. do that. Like, in, like that can be like the uh, that like rock bottom moment at like the in the second act where like everything goes fucking terrible. Like, you know, I'm thinking like in the first act of the movie, it's like we introduce our characters, we have the zombie outbreak start, like just a little bit. Some people flee the mall. They tell the cops. The cops are like, whatever. It's Halloween. You know, they kind of ignore them. And then the mall closes for like normal business hours. You know, and it's like, hey, it's party time. Woohoo! You know, and then of course the outbreak is happening. And, you know, maybe a whole bunch of people just get killed and turned like right away. But, of course, there's some humans. And then that's when the security guards are like, hey, we you know, send we need more zombies, you know, so we can do the right. graveyard scene. But then after all this, the new graveyard zombies are in the mall, it's lockdown dinner time. Right. And then and so we can have a sequence where the humans are like, we got to go, we got to get out of here. And then they realize they can't leave. And so that for the next half an hour of the movie, it's fuck. How do we get past the security guard with the key? We have to, like, find some other way to get out of here, you know, and that's why they're looking yeah. for like, the control yeah. room. Well, what what about this? Like, I, I still want to I still want to do this, the smoke, because that's going to play mm-hmm. into the, the ending I had in mind. Sure. Um, so I want to have like some scene where we establish in this film that if you burn the zombies, it goes up in the atmosphere, creates the rain and, mm-hmm. you know, it can create more zombies. So we still could do the, the fight scene maybe, and have the, the zombies, you know, from the from the graveyard show up. What if we have the the second act, like the ending of the second act is this group makes their way to the security room. You know, they, they maybe they kill the security guard that's been, you know, keeping everything closed. They see the skating rink. Maybe this is where they take notice of it. They open the gates, okay. they go out. We have this the scene where like we're free guys. We have the the guy get tackled. Oh sure. Freaking out out of frame. We're like, "Oh shit, more zombies." And they have to run back in. Now they're trapped once again. And now they're now where they're thinking is like, "We have to stop them. We can't escape. How mm-hmm. do we stop them?" And then maybe that's when we have the person being like, "Hey, the skating rink." And then and they, we do yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. But I was thinking yep. char- character-wise, um, oop, I just dropped my pen. Um <laughs> Characterized, okay, you said Scott the jock, Sally the girlfriend, Julie the punk. Um, we got Tom the janitor and James the janitor. I've just named them after <laughs> themselves. Um, yep. They, you know, obviously they're going to have some hijinks, and of course they'll turn and, and turn on the group because that's what happens to these two. Um, what about like ha- we we need like a little a little squirrely nerd character, so maybe like Eddie the nerd. Yeah. I don't know why Eddie's the first name that popped in. <laughs> we got, I was thinking, like, and he can be like a lifelong friend of Scott. But he kind of is like his secret friend, you know, that they had like, you know, some stuff in common. They enjoyed movies together, but Scott Mm -hmm. didn't want him hanging around with like his jock friends. So they kind of have like this long friendship, but it's not not recent. But now they're stuck in this situation to see where they they do work well together. I like yeah. that. Okay, yeah, so we could have like Eddie works at like a games workshop type thing. Maybe they were yeah, like yeah. uh 
like like old school D and D buddies, you know. But it's like the Scott doesn't want to show his friends he like D and D, you know. So <laughs> oh oh yeah, so like yeah, like they're friends when they were kids, and maybe we we meet Eddie uh, before we meet Scott the Jock, and then in the sequence where we meet Scott, he's coming out of the movie theater after having you know seen like a showing of Night of the Living Dead or whatever, and he and his like you know Jock friends are like making fun of the movie, and you can tell he secretly kind of likes it, and maybe Eddie runs up and is like, oh Scott, I can't believe you watched it. We haven't seen the movie since we were kids. And then Scott's like, shut up, nerd, and like pushes him away. But like he secretly looks at him like, I'm sorry, like with his eyes, you know, he's yeah. like, where he's yeah. like, and you kind of get this d- d- the drama where you know that like he he still kind of wants to be friends with Eddie, but he can't do it in front of like the football team. You know, they'll think he's a nerd, you know. And yeah. Uh, and so there has to be some tension between the two. But maybe Eddie you know, he's like mad, but it's Eddie should be the one who figures out about the Slurpee problem. Like he's, he's got to be the guy, right? So, oh yeah. And then, yeah, eventually at the end, we have to have a heartfelt moment where like before Scott, the jock, if he, get, if he does get taken out, you know, in the big uh, action sequence, uh, the big climax where, you know, he takes out the zombies, it's got to be Eddie who like helps him do it, you know, and they have a last moment where they're like, you know, like, oh. you know, you, you're like, you, yeah. you'll always, be, you'll always be my mage. You'll always be my warrior or whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Most people DM. yeah, yeah. I, okay, dude, I, I I love this idea. So so we have uh like Scott, like I said, he he's gonna go down and and do the electricity thing, but maybe he's like, cause you know he's the big jock. He's like, you know, I'm the one that's gonna do it. I gotta do it. And Eddie points out, Scott, they're not gonna go after you. You're one of them. He's like, oh, it, it, he's like, it has to be me. And he's like, but dude, you can't run. You got asthma. And he's like, it's gotta be me. Like something like that. So we have this whole moment of like the heartfelt goodbye. And, like, Eddie the nerd is the one that's, like, running through the halls, like, deking out the zombies, like, sliding under benches and shit because he's so squirrely and small. And then, like, yeah. he gets to the rope and, like, starts climbing up. And as Scott, like, grabs the, you know, the power cord, rips it out of the wall and, like, shoves it into the ice to, to fry all the zombies at the end. So I, I like that idea of the best friend angle, Sam. That was really yeah. good. That's a good one. Yeah, it's I think got, we it's... should have one of Scott's jock buddies, too, but kill him off quick. Oh, yeah. Let's have... Well, uh. <laughs> the Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne, who's like the, you know, he's yeah one of the football guys on the team. He He's going to be a named character who has like some lines, but yeah, like he'll get, he'll get killed. But like, I was going to say I, the, when Eddie's doing the running earlier, I wanted to mention, it's got to be the football team that's chasing him at like the head of the crowd of zombies, you know, oh, it's yeah. like, so Eddie gets to prove he's like, you know, fuck you guys. I've been running away from you my whole life. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, dude. Okay, so we have uh, like Scott and Dwayne are the only two on the football team that don't get like don't get turned immediately. Like Scott gets turned a little bit, and obviously he's fighting it. Maybe Dwayne doesn't have a slurper. Maybe he's doing one of those things where he's like, "Oh, I can't believe you guys eat that crap." Type of like he's or like he's the one that hit the drink because yeah, okay. just gonna have Scott take the sip. So maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one that hit it. Yeah, gotcha. also, yeah. So, because I was picturing the scene where like two like the stupid football jocks are, you know, they're like they're like playing out a scene or like a like a uh, a football play like in the mall coming out of the movie. They're like, man, if I saw those zombies, you know, I would have just been like, you know, hut one, hut two, and like tackled those bitches, you know. And they acted out, and then like while they're roughhousing, like somebody bumps into Scott after he takes like one sip of the Slurpee and it splashes, and maybe it splashes on in, into Dwayne, and Dwayne gets pissed and throws his Slurpee at his buddies and like hits one of them in the face, and that's why he doesn't drink any of it because he got ah, pissed and threw it. Yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect. So we have, I think Dwayne should be the one, like, maybe he's, like, a real asshole to everybody in the group, like, the whole time. But he should be the one that gets tackled 
by the by the new horde where it's like he's like we're free guys we made it yeah, and then yeah. just suddenly like zombies like <laughs> it just takes him out of panel fuck yeah <laughs> oh man so okay so we we need some more some more ladies in here we only have sally and julie um we need like okay so it's the early 90s we have a punk we have like the the um what's her name oh my god the the prim and proper girl from the first one we have like the We'll just, I mean, Sally is the perfect name for her, but like, you know, the the, the yes. perfect jock girlfriend type. Um, so we we need like either a goth chick or like a band geek or something like that. I was gonna say or a horror loving girl. Oh yeah. yeah, okay. Well, I feel like Julie would probably be the horror chick too. Yeah, because she's like the punk with like the big hairspray. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's true. gonna have like the, she's like fishnets and like spiked bracelets on, you know. Or the book but, nerd. Like oh a book yeah. Nerd. Yeah, yeah, we could have, oh, okay, yeah, so we could have her, like, tossing out ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, we could, okay, yeah, 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 we'll have the oh. little bookworm. Oh, good. Well, I, I got I got one, the bookworm, and then you have to have, like, the, the stoner chick, and they, the two of them, they work at whatever, like, store in the food court is selling the Slurpees, and they're, like, the bored clerks who were, like, oh, fuck, yes. all, night, all, all night long with the fucking Slurpees and the fucking jocks, and all they do is roll their eyes while the one has a book in front of her face, and the other one is just, like, you know, staring at her, like, you know, dreadlock boyfriend, like, wishing she could go get high, you know, behind the dumpsters. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yep, and they don't have the Slurpees because they're so sick of them that yeah. they won't even drink them anymore. Perfect. That's perfect. Well, okay, so name what about Patty and Marcy? <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. All right, so Patty is the stoner and Marcy is the bookworm. I immediately yeah. just thought of Peanuts. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. why not? But yeah, no, I think this is a pretty good. Uh, we don't want to have too many characters. I mean, we'll have more, but they'll right. be like characters we meet for like a second and then, you know, they get eaten. But like, you know, guys, uh, actors who have like one line in the movie before they're, you know, zombie fodder. But I think this is pretty good for like a core group of like survivors. Oh, yeah, because we got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So we got nine, but we know Tom and James are going to get taken out quick because we're going to do the whole joke of the deja vu and blah, blah, blah. And then they turn and attack the group. So they're they're just basically kind of like tag alongs. Um, and then we know Dwayne's going to get taken out. So really, we have Scott, Sally, Eddie, Patty and Marcy. Oh, I'm sorry. Scott, Sally, Julie, Eddie, Patty and Marcy as yeah. like the the main players. And of course, you know, some are going to get killed. Um yeah, I, but, th- I think that I think that's pretty good. But we do we do want to have like at at the end we do want to have like a group of survivors for for the little uh, for the little joke I have. <laughs> okay, so let's so we know that Scott's not going to survive. We know that Dwayne's yeah. not going to survive. Sally probably shouldn't survive because she's stupid. Uh, <laughs> Julie maybe Eddie. I think Julie sh- should survive. Okay, so Julie, Eddie, Patty, and Marcy could survive i mean we can maybe kill one of like the board clerks you know but yeah um so i'm thinking like stereotypical like 80s movies okay so the 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 two stereotypes that are in like every 80s movie that we haven't mentioned are there's either the kid who's way younger than everybody else but like way too grown up for his age you know like oh yeah the, the 12 year old potty mouth who hangs out with like the teenagers you know and then the other one is like there's got to be like a fat kid that everybody calls by some stereotypical rude you know like big guy name you know what Chub, you mean chubs <laughs> yeah chubs there's always chubs and fat kid and chunk and oh you know what i mean like there's gotta yep. be, those are the guys and i think you know, the it would be funny if we ended up killing the little kid because it'd be like, oh, fuck, they killed the kid. 
But then it, I think that like the big dude should definitely survive because you know he'd be like Chubbs from uh, Teen Wolf who like don't put up with no bullshit. Right. <laughs> okay. So what if we have what if we we kind of combine the idea we have we have both of those kids. So they're not friends with the old the older crowd. Maybe they're just like two other kids that are like there for the Halloween thing. You know, they want to see the movie and they get wrapped up in this and they're just two more survivors that end up with the group. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have we should have the one kid, the little like loudmouth guy, be like this like little skateboarder punk. So mm-hmm. we could have him like skateboarding through the mall early on, like you saw in every early 90s film uh, yeah. <laughs> where there's always the little hooligan on the skateboard in the mall. Exactly. Oh, um, and, and I always picture that kid who hides under the bed in uh, Friday the 13th, part six, who's always like, so what were you going to be when you grew yeah. up? You know what I mean? That guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we could have the, the two of them and like, yeah, the, the, the chubby kid will have him survive. So. What's what's a what's a chubby kid name that hasn't been used? We got Chunk, Fat Kid, and Chubbs. So <laughs> I don't know, there's like hard ass Logan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, bitch yeah, tits. I, uh. <laughs> well, you know, bitch tits would actually be really funny, especially if his friend is like the stupid skater, skater kid with the potty mouth at 12 years old. Like, yeah, he would definitely call his friend bitch tits. And through the whole movie, every time he every time he says it, every fucking time, like bitch tits hits him in the shoulder, and he's like, you know, my name is Clarence, motherfucker. Like every time, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, Clarence, that's perfect. <laughs> Oh, and we, okay, we need the little skater kid's name. So we got we got bitch tits, aka Clarence. <laughs> he's uh, gonna have he's gonna have some name that's like really stands out. Like he's like he's from California and his parents moved there for a job and he's like too cool for school. You know, what I mean, he's gotta have some stereotypical like surfer dude name. Let's name him know? Summer. Summer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Summer skater kid. <laughs> I'm just making a, a list of all of our characters so I can keep it right. Maybe he could even be Patty's boyfriend. Oh, so make him maybe a little bit older. So maybe like a 15 year old ish somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah. And maybe yeah. bitch tits is like the 12 year old or something. Yeah. 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 And Patty can be a little bit younger too. Right. And that's, it'd be funny too, if his name is really summer, but he like really wants everybody to call him like the edge or something. And so, like, <laughs> so like, Raven. Raven. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So the so the whole movie, like he's he he calls Clarence. He's like, so he'd be like, hey, bitch, it's check it out. There's your girlfriend, you know, whatever. And then he's like, bitch, it's a hit him. And he's like, I told you my name's Clarence, motherfucker. Every time, you know, and <laughs> and then. You know, and then at some other time, like, you know, bitch tits will be like, hey, Summer, check it out. Look at the zombies. And he's like, I told you, call me Raven. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Oh, shit. OK, so we, we got our cast here. Um, I think it's a pretty good cast, too. We got we got quite a few different types of characters. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we, we do the, the opening Let's get let's get into the meat and potatoes of the story. So we do the opening uh, with the the janitors finding the the gunk and like or maybe maybe we like open it with them walking up to the manager and telling them like you know telling them there's, there's some horrible down in the in the basement like coming up from the sewer drains and he's like it's called shit clean it up dumbass you know something like that <laughs> so they go down there we have our little poo fight our little zombified poo fight um, ends up in the slurping machine we we get the opening credit montage kind of like where we follow the smoke, uh, the trioxin smoke in the first Return of the Living Dead as it goes up through the vents. And we're getting the opening credits, but we're seeing people drinking the Slurpees. 
and yeah. we do the the scene that that you know you 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 had said earlier with the maybe maybe it wasn't Julie that had the uh, finger in the slurpee. We have some other girl with the mm. finger in the slurpee and be like ew, you know, and like do that whole thing and lick it like you said, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Have all yeah. that shit. <laughs> so we do all of that in the opening montage. So as the montage music like fades out, we start to have our characters that we know. You know, they they, they get introduced like in groups. You know, Scott comes out of the movie theater with the yep. football team, and Sally walks up, and then you see like uh you know Summer and Bitch Tits like their mom drops them off, and they say something about like you know like oh you're you're here to see Patty, your girlfriend, you know whatever. Yeah. And then, you know we, we see Patty and Marcy like just slurpy after slurpy after slurpy like rolling their eyes you know and we get the whole we kind of pan around the mall as we get to meet everybody yeah and we could we could have like we see maybe like you know eddie is i don't know if we get we want to have him in the workshop like maybe maybe he's he's working in like a spencer's or something instead um and then we have like him and him and julie talking like maybe she's like how much is this you know one of those types <laughs> of things so we can we can kind of focus in in the first five minutes of each of our character groups um, mm. so once we get into the, the actual infected story, we don't got to introduce anybody. Like we've already done that in like 10 minutes. Yeah. And for some reason you mentioned Spencer's and I'm like, I don't know why, but I pictured Eddie wearing like three glasses for no reason, just because he thinks it looks cool. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course yeah. he would. <laughs> and I, yeah. And I, I love that with Julie, like she picks up this like, you know, spiked bracelet or like dog collar exactly like ass, like, you know, like that's perfect. Like how much is this thing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and Eddie, Eddie's like, for you, darling, six ninety nine. Well, that's what it says on the tag. Exactly. You know? <laughs> We could even have Marcy even like seeing something kind of in the giant slushy, you know, tub. And then Patty just being like, ah, whatever. And then just oh, keep on like yeah. them because because they're so busy, you know, mm-hmm. and, they yeah, don't, me- and they don't give a fuck. Yeah, we, we yeah. Could have her being like, like, you know, putting the, the whatever the tub of syrup or whatever, hooking it up. And when she first like starts sending it through the Slurpee machine, we see it's kind of like this blackish green color. And she's like, is it supposed to look like that? And then yeah. the other one's like, whatever, whatever, just keep it coming, keep it coming, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I forget. I, I don't know which one it is. Patty and Marcy, one of them. Like they're up on like a like a step ladder, and they they open up the package of the syrup, and it just comes glopping out, and then they're, they're going to be like, oh my god, I can't believe people drink this shit, you know? Exactly, yeah. right? And it's like chunky, you know? Exactly. And she <laughs> says that like it's supposed to be that color, of course. And then the other one, Marcy, with the bookworm, the book in front of her face, and she's just like, whatever, hurry up, we have a whole line over here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um so okay, so we we're we're going to have to have um so after we we see the infected, we're going to have to ha- start having the uh sequences where the, you know, the outbreak happens. Yeah. So we we do the whole thing with the, you know, the the movie theater like you said, like introducing all the characters. So we got our characters and maybe they're even talking about like, hey, are you going to stick around for like the party afterward? But like we introduced the idea of the reason that this mall is so populated so late is because they're going to have like this big party at the mall, their annual Halloween party. And maybe we even have something like a band or like there's there's like live music going to start at midnight type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um so we introduced to the care to the the viewers yeah, the, the reason that everyone is here is for this crazy ass party. Um, and then maybe people are getting a little out of hand and people start to think like, well, you know, people are getting a little rowdy right now. Like there's, you know, no one's serving alcohol, are they? Like one of those kind of things. And then next thing you know, they're they're fucking attacking everybody. And, you know, chaos ensues like in the first half hour of the film. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I love this. I love this. Yeah. There's definitely got to be like a band setting up, right? And like Julie is just hanging out, like you know, giving moon eyes at like the dude playing the guitar, you know, or whatever. Right. right. <laughs> and so they, yeah, they they start playing this like really like stereotypical like corny music that was clearly written for the film, but it's supposed to be like some you know cool rock song, right? The band starts, and yeah, and so you ha- then you have this like cool like background music. And then at some, yeah, people start to get kind of agitated and they're almost like moshing a little bit, but it's like mm-hmm. the music, the music they're playing is like, they might, they sound like Duran Duran. It's like, why, why are people like moshing? You know, <laughs> it's like, and you see the band getting a little nervous and the crowd's getting bigger. And then, you know, we pan around, we see, you know, comments of other people going, oh, it's getting kind of crazy in here, you know, fucking kids on Halloween. And, <laughs> but then I don't know why I'm picturing this. I'm picturing uh, some guy, like some, like, you know, crazy like blank faced looking dude who's like just turned and he's like walks up to like the guitar guy and he's like almost like head banging to the music he's getting closer and closer and the guitar guy with, with like the fucking like spike bleached mullet is like yeah rock and roll you know and <laughs> right. uh, and then the dude who's like coming up on him he's like you know he just grabs motherfuckers like mullet head and just bites into the top of his skull like david <laughs> and the lost boys at like the beach party right and like yes. blood just goes squirting and that's when you see julie on the side who is just like oh my god what the fuck and like freaks out and that's when she like goes and run, runs and like hides and that's how she survives because we find her later on you know like uh like 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 she's not like hiding but she's like uh you know under a table somewhere with like a can of hairspray and a lighter just like waiting like for this shit to blow over until <laughs> you know she has to like join the party you know <laughs> yeah 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 okay yeah so we we have like the, the, the outbreak happens and it happens quick you know like people are turning people are fighting um so we we definitely want to have the our group gather up so maybe it's something as simple as like People are like we we can focus on Dwayne, Scott, and Sally, and they're like running trying to find a place to hide. Maybe they just literally jump over the counter of the like the Slurpee counter and like mm. duck behind the counter, and we already see like Patty and Marcy and Bitch Tits and Summer all crouched down behind there, like what the fuck is going on over there? One of them like looks over the counter like just to kind of see and peek, and that's when they see Julie like under a table in the food court, and they're just like, "Come on, quick!" You know, and like you know, what I mean, that way she can kind of get over there. Yeah. Uh, and there, and there, there's got to be this thing where you, you mentioned they go on the roof, Mike. You wanted to do yeah, the, right. So they're trying to like flag people down. Okay, so this is especially perfect if they're a food court. It's got to be close that door. Right. Yeah, I think, but this is perfect because, like, you know, one of the girls who works there will know that, like, they can get out through, like, the the ventilation hood above, like, the the deep fryer or whatever, whatever fucking restaurant or whatever they're working in. Like, there's got to be, so they so they're gonna go up through the ceiling and and mm. and that's how they're gonna try to, like, you know, get out on the roof. Okay, uh, like, okay, so we'll, I, here here we go. So. Yeah, maybe like you said, Sam, it's gonna be near the front doors. So maybe they're making a plan. Like they're like, okay, we gotta get out. We gotta get out. And then we cut to the like they're looking at the doors and we see some zombies kind of straggling around, maybe eating some people. And they're like trying to figure out if they can make a beeline for the for the exit. And then we cut to the zombified security guard. Like where we no, we 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 cut to a scene, we see a Slurpee getting set down on a desk. And then it turns around and we see the zombified security guard you know, look down and hit the, the gate close button. And then the gates start nice. to roll down and close over the yeah. exits. And then he just mumbles. He's like, oh, dinner is served. You know, something <laughs> like that. You know, 
And then oh. they're, they're, they're like, oh shit, we're trapped. And yeah, now they got to figure out a way to get out. So they think going through the through the vents, like you said, yeah. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You mentioned you mentioned the gates coming down, and I'm picturing like you know those gates that come down in front of the stores, you know, or mm-hmm. so or there's like a security like barrier that comes down in front of like the glass doors to the outside, and and so our group is hiding like they're in the food court, they can see it, but it's kind of far away, but they don't make a run for the doors because as the gates are coming down and they're getting nervous, they see a bunch of other humans who are running and they start running at the barrier trying to get out, trying to go underneath it, but I, I'm just picturing a couple of dudes who try they try to like slide under it like you know they're, like they're gonna slide into home base or whatever yeah and the fucking the fucking gate comes down on top of them on their midsections and then the zombies just like rip them in half from like both sides <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah there, there's a scene in uh resident evil 2 that's just like that where this guy's trying to like get out from under a security gate and you're pulling him and then he starts screaming and the zombies rip him in half from the other side <laughs> it's freaking awesome so the idea of the security gates like okay so we have the security gates closing. Now, remember, we haven't found Eddie yet. Like, we haven't seen him in the group. So mm-hmm. what if Eddie is, like, when all the shit breaks down, like, he drops down behind the counter at Spencer's, but there's zombies in the store. So he's, like, hiding, and he's like, what the fuck do I do? You know, and we could see, like, um, the security gates close. They trap the zombies in the store with him because all the, the stores, you know, the gates come down. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and now he has to find a way to get out of this room. So we can have this very tense moment where, like, Eddie is, like, hucking, you know, those cheap dildos that Spencer sells. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> yeah, right. Hitting him with, like, inflatable flamingos and shit. Like, ah, get away from me. And, and maybe like, that's when he sees the vent. Yeah, exactly. So he, yeah. So we can do this whole joke where we have the, the uh, uh, group with Scott and Dwayne and Patty and Marcy and all them. We could have them climb up into the ceiling down uh, down in the food court to, like, follow the ventilation system up to the roof. And then Eddie is doing the same thing from Spencer's. So when we first get them up to the, uh, you know, up to the roof, you know, they're like, OK, like, can anyone see, like, any area that we can flag somebody down and then, like, have another vent pop open and Eddie, like, you know, pop out and scare the shit out of everyone so we could have, like, the fake out scare be like, fucking yeah. Eddie, what the hell? Or like Dwayne be like, fuck you, fucking nerd. You know, and then turn around and two zombies are popping up out of another vent. And that's when we do the whole like flamethrower sh- scene where Julie's like, fuck, it just burns them. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, and, and Eddie has to like dive out of the way so he doesn't get engulfed in like uh, <laughs> right. a- Aquanet, like, you know, flamethrower spray. <laughs> well, so, and, and we could do two things here because number one, we're going to show that Eddie is a lot quicker and more agile than, you know, we would think with him being a little nerd. And number two, we we do the fake out scare, which is kind of a necessary thing in, in most horror movies where we're like, oh, no, it's just a cat. Oh, no, it's really Jason. Like one of those types of things. So it's yeah. oh, it's just the nerd. Oh, shit. There's really zombies. And maybe we could have like when he pops out, Scott accidentally like punch him since he popped out. And then that's where we can see that there's something there with them. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, we yeah. already saw something earlier, kind of at the theater, but now yeah. we're seeing again. Like, yeah. okay, they kind of know each other more than we think. Maybe we could even have like when they're when they're all like after they burn the zombies and they 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 can't get any help. Like they're sitting up on the roof. Like, what the fuck do we do? You know, maybe we could have a quiet moment where like Scott and Eddie are sitting there. Maybe maybe like Eddie's like shoving clean up Kleenex up his nose because it's bloody, and have Scott be like, I- I'm really sorry, man. You know, have and then we have this like tender moment of like. That them talking about the way things used to be like why did high school have to confuse everything you know that type of thing yeah so 
they have a little heartfelt moment, but then Dwayne has to like walk over all, he's all agitated and like pacing back and forth. And he like walks over and he's all like, why are you talking to this nerd? He fucking let all these zombies up here. We're stuck up here because of this guy, you know? Right. And then of course Scott has to like come to his defense and they have a little tiff. They push each other and it's just like, all right, later, later we get down from this. You and I, you know, we're going to go toe to toe, but like later, you know, and it's like, it's just, just going to cause this tension. Um, right. So, but now I'm stuck because I'm like, okay, so our characters are on the roof, mm-hmm. and we know that we know that we want to have a sequence where they're going to open the security system. They think they're going to be able to get out, but they obviously here come like the graveyard zombies. So I don't know how to connect those two. Right I now. got it. So, so here's what we do. So we we do the whole thing with the the burnt zombies. The smoke goes up, creates the acid rain. So they're gonna need to get out of the rain because it hurts. It's, it's oh, there you acid go. rain. So have them like rush back into like maybe the, like the uh, the roof access like you know would lead down to some kind of like co- the corridors behind the the stores in the mall mm-hmm. you know we'd have the roof access uh, stairway that leads down there so have them like rush in there and maybe they're like they're looking down the stairway like are there any zombies down there and have them trying to figure out what to do and maybe we'll have like I don't know maybe maybe Patty the stoner girl is like we gotta get to the security room to unlock the gates and have them be like fuck yeah you're right. And then, the, then they realize that they're in the back corridor. They need to get down to the basement. Uh, maybe this is where we could have, like, Tom and James, because we haven't really mm-hmm. had them do anything. Have them just be like, we, we could show you where it is, but they're getting they're getting bad. Like, they're looking really fucked up at this point. Oh, oh so I had this funny idea. So, sorry, I got to jump in right here. So, yeah, yeah go for so, it. I love it. So yeah, the roof, they find a door yeah, for the roof access. They don't want to get, go back in the mall, but like you said, like the rain's coming. So they're going to, and not only does it hurt, but maybe it's like a flash storm, like out of nowhere, like, like, and it, it just literally hurts whether it was acid or not, because it's just, you know, and we have those down here in Texas where it's like out of a clear blue sky, it's like a fucking hurricane for 20 minutes, you know? Oh yeah. And, and so that would also make the the graveyard contamination happened a lot faster because the whole ground would be completely soaked in like a half an hour. Right. Mm -hmm. So this flash freak storm comes out and maybe earlier we see these ominous uh, scenes of the mall, like when like they, they dim the lights and like people are leaving for the day, the party starts and you see like a little bit of lightning in the sky, just a little bit, you know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. this way later on when the storm starts, it's not a big surprise anyway. So they get back inside, like you said, they go into those, those like, um, corridors behind the stores and they're kind of like you know peeking out looking this way looking that way they're like oh the coast is clear but then you just see this girl so she smashes out of the one of these doors that's like behind the stores and because it's an 80s horror movie there's got to be at least one set of tits so (laughs) so so this girl like this like dumb blonde looking you know uh cheerleader type busts out of the back of the store and she's topless and she's like trying to cover herself with like a, a dress that's like on a hanger in like her underwear and socks while she just runs away and then like a whole bunch of zombies pile like maybe three or four zombies pile through the hole in the wall or uh sorry through the door in the wall and they chase after her and then like the rest of our group is staring after this like you know poor topless girl being chased by zombies and they're like what the hell was that and then you hear this voice from like behind him say she was in the changing room and then you turn like oh fuck and you turn and it's like james and tom okay so yeah so james and tom have been like hiding out in the back the entire time yeah, yeah. I, so, I, I, I don't think we've seen them since the beginning, so it'd be like a big surprise. Like, oh, fuck, you guys are still alive. Right, and, and they look <laughs> awful at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> but one, th- one thing I wanted to, to bring up that we didn't bring up yet is because this is going to be like around midnight, it's going to be like the, the, late, the late thing. We could have early in the movie 
where like people are in costumes and like, you know, rough housing and stuff as the band is setting up, maybe like a couple of people. This is where we have the scene where people leave that aren't infected. They walk out and they're like, you should see what's going on in there, like talking to the cops and be like, yeah, it's Halloween. What do you expect? Like they write it off. Mm -hmm. So maybe right off the bat, when the outbreak happens, we have like, you know, uh, Scott or Patty or Marcy, somebody tries to call the cops. They're like, there's zombies everywhere. They're in the mall. They're killing people. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Okay, buddy. We know you do this every year. Click. And they hang it up. So, yeah. So the cops aren't going to help them. Nope. So we, I just wanted to backtrack. Even the cops and saying, I've seen this movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen this movie. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that'd, be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> okay, oh, so shit. so now we have we have Scott, Dwayne, Sally, Julie, right? Yep. Eddie, uh, either Pat, Patty and Marcy, or maybe just one of them at this point. Um, and And then now, so yeah, so that's a pretty big group to kind of start off right and so we're probably maybe halfway through the movie at this point so we, and we're gonna have to start taking people out now i don't i don't remind me do we do we have summer and bitch tits in this group or are they yes. still okay so that's yeah, a pretty so big group of people we think it maybe we lost somebody on the roof at least yeah we could maybe, maybe okay so yeah 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 because that would explain why uh Dwayne is so mad at eddie how about this how about we have um maybe maybe summer the skater kid gets killed um, so we have like the, the, or no, I don't know if I want to kill him just yet, but anyway, we need, we need somebody yeah. to die. I feel bad, but I feel like Patty and Marcy are the characters that are, had like the least, uh, personality developed so yeah, far. Like, we, like yeah. we have pretty, we have pretty good roles for everybody else. And Patty and Marcy are just kind of like the board, you know, uh, fast food clerks. So yeah, I think Patty can probably go. Okay. So what, what we do here is, is we have like the, like I said, the fake jump scare, where Eddie comes up and they're like, what the fuck, dude? And then we have the real jump scare where another vent busts open and the zombie jumps out and starts to kill Patty, like just tackles her and starts eating her brain, you or know, like, that- or, or yeah, or she was just sitting down and he like jumps up behind her and grabs her like Jason at the end of Friday the 13th. You know? Right, right. <laughs> and then that's when we do the whole flamethrower sequence and yada. So, we, so let, let's, I'm going to cross Patty off the list. So she's dead by the time we get down into the basement where we meet Tom and James and we see the whole like naked girl sequence and all that. <laughs> So the now, rain can hit right with her death, too. Like, as soon as she dies, that's when our rain starts hitting. And they're like, shit, we got to get off the roof. We can't think about this, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, or no, well, no, because it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense because they've got to burn them. Yeah. And, and, to, to oh, them. yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. We, have to have our, we have to have a little heartfelt moment between, like, Eddie and Scott. Yeah. And yeah. In the fight. Yeah. So, but maybe, but maybe there's, like, another jump, another, maybe not a jump scare, but there's another scare where, like, they start hearing zombies bashing at like the the roof vents or whatever and so they jump up and they're like oh fuck like what are we gonna do and then they hear thunder and they all look up at once you know like kind of yep. this co- comical stare like what the fuck else is gonna happen like even god hates us you know <laughs> right. like you know like whatever and then that's when like it starts pouring and they're right. just like fuck we gotta get yeah. out of the rain yeah so they all run inside and then we have that little that little musical moment where like we follow a rivulet of like rainwater off the roof and like across the parking lot and like down into, you know, like the ditch on the side of the parking lot across the street. And it's like, and then like, you know, this car drives by and lights up like the, you know, whatever Memorial Cemetery sign. So the audience is like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like just across the highway, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a graveyard. Um, so yeah, so we get him, we get him down in the basement 
And maybe like like I said, we see Tom and James, they they look fucking awful at this point. So the audience clearly knows, oh, it's it's James Karen and Tom Matthews. They're turning again. Um, we do our whole deja vu, you know, this has happened before moment, yada yada. But we talk about how they have to get into the security room to unlock the gates. So they get in, they fight off the security guard zombies. Maybe it's something like that we see in a lot of Return of the Living Dead movies. Like maybe uh, maybe Scott or Dwayne, one of them has like a piece of sports equipment, so like a baseball bat or something. And we do the thing where it's like, I'm going to fucking break his neck, you know, and they, we get in and he just beats the shit out of the zombie with a baseball bat where he's incapacitated, but he's still alive. So the yeah. zombie's like still twitching. He's like, brains, 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 brains. They're like, shut the fuck up. And like stomping him while they're like trying to open the gates. Um, so they get the gates open and maybe as soon as they get the gates open, we have a scene where it's like, like either Tom or James is like, oh man, you know, I haven't had anything to eat all day. I think that might be what's wrong with me. I really want some brains and then have them be like, what? And then they look at the the survivors and now they've turned. So we have to fight our way out of the security room and lock those two fools in there. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that'd be awesome. He says brains like it's so nonchalant, like he said sandwich, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I really could go for some brains, you know? Like, so we have, yeah, so we, we get rid of them by locking them in the, in the security guard office. Um, Maybe they could even take somebody out. So who who, who should we kill here? Maybe maybe Dwayne. Or no, no, Dwayne's going to get tackled. Yeah, Dwayne's um, going to get tackled. I think uh, maybe Sally the girlfriend, because at this point, like, honestly, like, at this point, I think Eddie and, and Scott secretly have, like, a crush on each other, and Sally's just, like, hanging on, you know, like, she, yeah, she, 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 she's, she's just the trophy cheerleader girlfriend. Like, she's got to go. At this point, she served her purpose. Right. Yeah. Okay, so she gets she gets trapped in the room with Tom and James, because, like, you know, they bite her, and they're like, fuck, get out! They close the doors and we see like maybe them just like eating her, <laughs> you know, as the door gets closed. Um, so they get up, they get up to the to the main, like the main floor, the first floor. And we see like the zombies milling about and they see they got a straight shot to the now open doors. So they're like, OK, we got it. We got it. We got to make it. We got it. And like maybe mm-hmm. Eddie and Julie are sitting there like, no, we got to be smart about this. Like if they see us, we're fucked. And then Dwayne's like, fuck that. I can take him. And he like runs, you know, starts running. Out, and he gets the door open. And he's like, come on, guys, we're home free. And that's when we see yeah. the, the zombie <laughs> tackle him. And he he opened the doors and then they look up and they see all of the zombies come running in out of the rain. So they're just nice. like, fuck. So now they're really trapped. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, so that, so. that could be kind of like where act two would kind of crescendo, you know? Yeah, I think so. And that's perfect. Yeah. yeah, because this is like act two has to end with your rock bottom, like everything sucks moment. So because you have to be asking yourself, like, how the fuck are they going to get out of this? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we took out Patty, Sally and Dwayne and then a bunch just a bunch of like, you know, random characters. Um, and are we going to see James and Tom again? I mean, they could I'm sure we could do some kind of joke with them, but they're trapped in the security office down in the basement. Yeah. So we, we yeah, might yeah, probably just well, give it the background. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it'd be funny if like, oh, dude, there should be like a total stinger at the end of the movie where like all the zombies are dead, and, like the credits roll. And then there's a stinger where like we just pan and we see them sitting in the security office, you know, like each leaning up against a wall. Like maybe one guy's like James is like, you know, picking his teeth with like a sliver of bone or something. And they're like, uh, so like what time does the mall open again? we'll we'll save them for the after credits i like that (laughs) oh Oh, man so So go on oh good 
I'm sorry, going into Act 3, we have Scott, Julie, Eddie, Marcy, and then we still have Summer and Bitch Tits, right? Yes. Yeah, so we and we've killed everybody's girlfriends because we Summer was dating Patty and she's dead, and now and Scott was dating Sally and she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ed, Eddie's still there, so there's there's. <laughs> I was gonna say I it's, think we're we're implying that bitch tits and Summer are an item and Eddie and Scott are an item. Yeah, but we can't say anything because it was the '80s. But yeah, you exactly. Know. <laughs> <laughs> just real close friends, real yeah. close friends. They're just really close. <laughs> Real close. Really close. <laughs> okay, so so now they're where sorry, where did we leave off with them? So we know that they, you know, they couldn't get out, the doors are shut, all the the graveyard zombies are in the mall. We should, definitely should see some sequences of like just random other people who were in the mall just getting fucking slaughtered. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, so then when Act 3 starts up, we have to, like, see our group huddled up hiding somewhere again like they were earlier in the restaurant. And now they're trying to, like, OK, they got to regroup and come up with, like, what's the next plan? You know, we tried to escape. So now what do we do? I, I'm sorry. When you said the montage of people getting fucked up, I just pictured a scene. And I can't stop laughing at it is we have some guy on the the down escalator trying to run up as <laughs> As zombies are on the other side, and like, <laughs> so he's just like, oh no, oh no, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> There's like zombies trying to get up, but they can't because it's coming down. <laughs> we need an arcade area too, where zombies are like playing with body parts in the arcade, yes. like a pinball machine with eyeballs or something. Oh yeah, fucking or, air, or like, air hockey. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was just gonna say that fucking air hockey with like a severed hand, and they're just like fucking yeah. it back and forth. <laughs> oh, dude, 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 dude. I, I, I gotta go back, dude. I was thinking about the guy, the guy on the elevator. Holy shit, dude. Picture Clue Gulager, who was just like, oh, I, I don't know what, what, what I'm gonna do here. Um, I'm kind of stuck. Uh, uh, hello, can someone, you know, <laughs> <Can> somebody help me? <laughs> you, I was like, oh, I don't like, oh, I don't know if I can get off of this thing. Um, uh, uh hello, is anyone here? Uh, um, um. <laughs> And he, he's just literally like running in place because the zombies can't get him there. It's just like this cool, you know, little uh, cameo, right? Where he just plays this very like indecisive, like, you know, dad who was like at the mall with his family. And now he's like, not sure what, what he doesn't know how to get off the escalator. He's not sure what to do. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, like I love the idea of the montage scene. Cause you, you gotta have that. It, it's traditional in every zombie movie. You not only have the feasting montage, but like the the zombie horde causing destruction. So we see yeah. in the mall, like the stragglers, maybe like people were hiding out in the bathroom or hiding out like, you know, in, in the water feature or something like hiding out <laughs> in the bushes around the water feature. And zombies are just killing people left and right. Maybe we can even see like a dude like hanging on to one of the light fixtures over the food court. And the zombies are just like stacking chairs to kind of get up to him. You know, like <laughs> We need an exercise room, too, because how, like, fascinating the zombies were with the exercise yeah. video in the second movie. <laughs> they loved it. Oh, yeah. It's the 80s. Oh, there's, like a, there's like a jazzercise store or something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a man. zombie leading a jazzercise. <laughs> Oh man, you you mentioned oh. that. 
you mentioned the bathroom and all I could think about was like I pictured these like two ladies who like rush into like the bathroom uh you know to like you know escape or whatever and they're freaking out and then the one just can't help but like you know check her eye makeup or something and then the, <laughs> you know, whatever and then like they just they hear something like uh like splatter on the ground and you look over and like in one of the stalls there's like a slurpy cup that just got f- fell and like rolled out and then of course they look at each other and then the the door opens and the, some, some guy or some woman like runs out with like you know their their pants around their ankles but like all zombified <laughs> <laughs> drinking a slurpee on the can <laughs> oh, oh shit that's all amazing. these like and we can use up, we can use up some of the time here because honestly, like, there's not a lot of story left for our main characters, and so like what we right. have left, what we have left here is now we get to have some fun as filmmakers. Like, we have to have some cool death scenes, you know, have a bunch of like zombie hordes. This is where you bring in all of your, you know, all of your best friends and cousins to be the extras and put them in like mm-hmm. the zombie makeup and have them running around and just having a good time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so may, maybe, um, like, okay, maybe during this sequence. This is where, like, you know, Eddie or whoever is going to take notice of the ice skating ring, because maybe we even see something like somebody trying to escape the zombies on the ice. So they're like running and falling and running and falling. And there's just zombies coming in from all sides of the ice skating rink, like brains and they're falling. And it's we could have this whole comical sequence of like them trying to get to them and eventually dogpiling mm-hmm. on the guy, like, you know, rushing and getting him. Um but maybe could take notice of the ice skating rink or at least even even something as simple as showing the viewer, hey, there's an ice skating rink in this mall. So when they yeah. bring it so when they bring it up later, it's not like so out of left field. You yeah, know, like you, like, you just sort of see it. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Or um, maybe even some of the people earlier could be like, oh, I, ju- I just came from the rink. Like, right. Maybe that's, you know, or one of them were. Yeah, we, we want to have some some sequence, like some kind of whether it be like like early on in the establishing shots of the mall, like where they're kind of going around, like we're doing our montage or in like the zombie feasting and attacking sequence. We, we need to definitely show that ice skating rink. So it's fresh in the viewer's mind of like, you know, when they, when they bring up like, okay, we got to gather them all on the, on the rink. Like, because mm-hmm. they, they won't be, that's the other good thing is they won't be able to get away easily because they'll yeah. be slipping and sliding. You yeah. know, we do have to have a sequence though where we have a small group of people who were like fighting off the zombies with like the blades on their ice skates, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think okay, so some something I think that would be fucking hilarious in this sequence is to have like um, you know, our group maybe they're they're just kinda like they're kinda hiding and watching all this chaos, trying to figure out what the hell to do. And we see, like, this group of, like, middle-aged survivalist-type men come out of, like, the sporting goods store or, like, the the camp store or whatever. Like, some kind of, like, you know, like, a, um, you know, an outdoorsman's-type store. They got, like, camo and, like, fucking army face paint on. And they got, like, machetes and hatchets. And they're like, we're getting out of here. And then immediately get fucking killed. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just have them like it looks like these fucking like like you know middle-aged rambo badasses and they just get wiped out instantly <laughs> yeah you know, yeah exactly they all come out with like hunting rifles and shit and they're just like you know like you know 
time to go home, boys. And they like they go to pull the rifles up, but there's so many zombies in the mall. There's like the zombies just like grab the the barrels of the rifles, and then every one of these guys panics because they're like, uh, I didn't think past raising the rifle. Like like you know what I mean? Like they, like they have no survival you know, instinct beyond fuck. I can't shoot this thing. Like, it now should what? be like a bachelorette party that takes them out. Like they yeah. happen to like stop at the mall before they got into their limo, and they just totally take those guys out. <laughs> Fucking Fuck weekend yeah. warrior types, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, that. I they, love it. Yeah, the, the bachelorette party, and then, like, you see them all taking taking them out, and then, like, you know, here comes the bride, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the other bachelorettes are, like, they're, they're holding down, or the other girls are holding down the one guy. <laughs> it's like you get the here yeah. comes the bride, and he's just like, no, no. <laughs> she, like, jumps on him and eats his brains. Now I, I don't know why there would be a store in the mall that would have like you know like an like a visible man or like a, a model with like anatomical kit. I mean it's the 80s they had like you know fucking gun stores. I don't know, but like I just I'm picturing the sequence where there's this zombie who has this like you know plastic model of like a body and like takes the brain out, gets all all excited, all wide eyed and happy, and takes a bite out of it and like breaks a <laughs> tooth and just looking at it like what the fuck is this, you know? <laughs> and continues to try to eat it like yeah. he keeps breaking teeth. <laughs> we could even have that like be an ongoing joke. Like later on, see he's got like one tooth left in his head and he's gumming the the. <laughs> the plastic brain yeah, exactly like he won't put he won't put it away but he's just with the... <laughs> he's just like gumming away he needs to be like in the first scene that we see zombies and then in like the last scene and yeah. he's still working on it i love it i love it oh shit so so yeah so that we have this whole this whole act we're gonna have to have a few scenes where it's like they have to fight off some zombies maybe the zombies see them you know, they, they, you know, fight them back as best they can and like lock themselves in another like another area of the mall. And um, maybe this is where they come up with the plan because they're like, we can't get out of here. There's too many of them. And maybe Eddie, you know, be, you know he's the one that brings up, like, like you said, Sam, the, the whole ice skating thing. He's like, we got to get them all together. We got to get them somewhere that we can, you know, we can take them out. But we, we have to see that they learn about the electricity thing first. Um, so they learn that that's going to kill them. So yeah. what? They do a big sign in like the food court. You know how the food court sometimes will have those big like illuminated signs and it might say what the movies are playing or whatever or some type of advertisement. Maybe like someone falls into that or gets pushed into that. So, so I'm also thinking we probably should take out Summer in some way. Like, you know, what I mean, I, I feel like, you know, Eddie, Julie, Scott and Bitch Tits, they, they're going to make it pretty far, like pretty close. Yeah. But I feel like Summer is the next one. Maybe Marcy, but I feel like Summer's kind of got to go because he's kind of a dickhead. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, I feel like maybe he could get taken out, you know, trying to rescue somebody and it just goes really badly for him. You know, but this would be a good sequence where, to your point, Sam, something goes wrong where, you know, they're sneaking around and oh shit, they bumped into a group of zombies. Uh, you know, maybe they're in the radio shack or someplace where they have like one of those like big like glowing balls you touch and like you know with electricity in it. You know, <laughs> like and, and like uh, you know it's just some reason to have like a power source. And yeah. so they bump into some zombies and like maybe there's a zombie who's like trying to get Marcy or trying to get bitch tits and Summer's gonna like try to like sack up. You know, he's like you know. 
14 or 15, but he's going to try to be like, you know, all big man and go like fight the zombie, which goes very, very poorly for him. But at the very least, he gets to like knock the zombie over into like some display of like Radio Shack electrical toys. And like the zombie, maybe the zombie and Summer both get electrocuted, you know, and of course Summer's dead, but then they're like, oh, fuck, like the zombie didn't get up either. And that's when they kind of, you know, maybe Bitch Tits is the one who like puts it together. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we have some some kind of sign or some kind of display that is uh well very similar to in part two, uh where they they ram the zombie and they send him flying into the sign with all the light bulbs on it and he's like and he gets electrocuted and that's why they realize like oh electricity kills him so we could we could have the same same kind of sequence so yeah so they they get attacked um we have like you said summer tries to like fight back and the both of them like get electrocuted maybe it's something as simple as like he tackles the zombie into the display or into the sign and they both fry yeah yeah and, and maybe it's uh, like when the, he's the... crying you should have to like somebody can be like oh summer and he'll be like raven as he dies. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and it should be—he should get at least a little bit, a little bit of a hero moment, just a little bit, because he is a dick. But like, yeah, maybe it's yeah. bitch tits who was standing there, like looking at something or like waiting, and then like the zombies coming up behind him, he doesn't see it, and then somewhere, just like his knee-jerk reaction is, "Oh fuck, save my friend," and he like tackles the zombie, you know, obviously, you know. So then it's it's bitch tits, it's Clarence who's like, "Oh summer," and then you know, <laughs> Raven. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, that's so freaking funny! Because <laughs> I can picture it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, so like, okay, so they 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 realize like you know both of them are fried, you know, and the room fills with smoke and all that, and they're just like, you know, the, the zombie didn't get back up. They're like, it, it's dead. And then you know Eddie's like, holy shit, electricity kills him. Um, so then they have to like, this is where they piece together their plan. So they're like, we got to figure out a way where we can electrocute the group. Um, you know, and, and, and maybe, I don't know if we want Marcy or Eddie, maybe Marcy, because she's the bookworm. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe she brings up, she's like, well, we need to get them all in one place and we need something conductive. She's like, what about the sprinkler system? And, and then, you know, maybe Eddie's like, if we get them all in the ice skating rink, they won't be able to escape. We saw him going after that one guy and they could barely move on it. So if we can lure them out there and we can set mm-hmm. up the sprinkler system, we can, we can get them all in one place where they can't run off that type yeah. of a thing. So, yeah, I like that. But let's make it a little bit more organic. Let's make let's and do like one piece at a time. Let's have Marcy mention the sprinkler system. So like, yeah, cool. Like, let's go find like, do you know where the control room is? Have you ever And she's like, oh, I think the utility room is, you know, back over there by the security office or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, as they're going there, they pass by the the ice skating rink and maybe it's bitch tits you give him something to do maybe he like elbows eddie and he's like dude you know and it's like and then they talk it out and they're like yeah the sprinkler system but what if we got them all trapped in there you know and Mm -hmm. uh, that way it's like you kind of give the audience the plot like a piece at a time and like yeah build a little tension into it yeah so we we that's where basically where we're going to culminate so i I feel like we're kind of coming up on the end here um so yeah so we we get we have julie Eddie, Marcy, Bitch Tits, and Scott left. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, Julie hasn't had a whole lot to do other than frying that one zombie. So, you know, do we want to... I'm sure we, we need to We need to at least have one girl survive. So who's, who's going to survive, Julie or Marcy? I feel or like they always, they always kill the punk in all these 80s movies. Like, I think Julie should live. Um, 
I, I, I think Marcy and bitch tits are probably expendable at this point. You know, we know Scott's going to go down. I feel like Eddie should survive, like letting the nerd survive the horror movie. I think yeah. is pretty cool. It's just a question yeah. of, he's, is he the only survivor? No, or, I, I feel like we should let Julie, Eddie, you know what? Let's, let's let Julie, Julie, Eddie, Marcy and bitch tits survive. Cause we, we've killed everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we want to have at least like we, now we got two, two guys, two girls that survive. Okay. Yeah. That works for me. All yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um, so okay, so we have we're we're gonna have to have a scene where we have them figure out how to set off the sprinkler system, like how to get all the water that they need. They have to come up with the plan of electrocuting them, and maybe this is where you know um, they're like we we gotta lure them to a place where we can fry them all, and have this we could have the whole back and forth with Scott being like you know I'm the fastest, I'll do this, blah blah blah, and we we forgot to mention like Scott has slowly turning throughout this entire movie. Like yeah, we see yeah. him getting sicker and yeah. sicker and maybe he's like, you know, they're, they notice, you know, but he's like, I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not like one of them. I'm not like one of them. Like the whole time he's like fighting it off. So maybe this is where Eddie like points out, like, you know, Scott, they're not going to go after you. Maybe they even notice mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. But let me back it up. We could even have the sequence down in the security room where Sally gets taken. Maybe Sally's hanging on Scott. And James and Tom don't even go after Scott. They just go immediately mm. after Sally and have Eddie take notice. Be like, why didn't they go after him, too? Yeah, like, they, yeah. he was right there. And then maybe, again, we could have in the in the radio shack or whatever, Scott is maybe near bitch tits. And, you know, the zombie goes after bitch tits and not Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, or, and, or, or, or better yet, let's let this be a separate moment, you know, like so we have these little vignettes. So let's let this be a separate moment where when they get to the utility control room to, like, turn the sprinkler system on or whatever. What if there's like a guy in that office who's just been like banging the wrong way on the door, you know, right? Uh, like, a, so, yeah, so they open the door. And what if the zombie just runs right at Scott? And Scott is just like, well, he puts his arms up, but then the zombie's not trying to bite him. He's literally running against Scott as if Scott's like a like a pillar or a wall. And he sees everybody else behind Scott, and he's like looking at like Eddie and Julie with like hungry eyes. And Scott's literally there, like, what the fuck, you know? Like this guy yeah. literally thinks of him as like inanimate. And that's when you know Scott just takes the zombie out, and that's when it beca- maybe Scott turns and has to have a moment of like, Eddie, like, what's happening to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we okay yes yeah, yeah. so we have the whole moment of like they realize that you know Scott's becoming one of them um so so maybe he's the one who keeps saying like you know it has to be me I have to go out there like I can do this you know I'm I'm gone I'm done for anyway that type of thing and then we could have Eddie do the whole thing where he points out like they're not going to go after you Scott we need bait yeah you know and then have him be like you know it's got to be me so now we could have our whole like uh, our our montage moment where they come up with their plan, where they they're crawling through the rafters above the uh, the ice skating rink. They set up maybe like it's like a rope ladder or something, you know, mm-hmm. and they hang it down. And they're like, OK, Eddie, they're like and they're they're plotting it out like they got the, the paper drawn out over like the map of the mall. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. like, You have to run down this corridor, gather these guys up, you know, they're like, and you have to make it here. You know, and then you if you get on the ladder, we can pull you up and have like, you know, uh, bitch tits. uh julie and marcy like ready to like start pulling the ladder up with with uh eddie on it mm-hmm. like after he gets out to the ice skating rink and then we could have like scott already standing there like holding like a power cord that like he ripped out of the wall or something and yeah. like, ready to like shove it into the ice and and you know with all the water on it from the sprinkler system and electrocute them all so we of course we're going to have our montage of them setting things up going over the plan 
and then the final plan of Eddie running through the mall. So we're going to have our scary chase moment where we have him, him like running through the mall, deking out zombies, like sliding under chairs and shit in the food court. Like, you know, and everyone's freaking out because he almost keeps getting killed left, right, and <laughs> yeah. center. Like, oh, no. You know, maybe they're doing something like they're maybe they got like water balloons up in the rafters. and They're like throwing yeah. water balloons at the zombies, <laughs> like trying yeah. to distract them and get them you know wet. Um, so, yeah, so obviously we're going to we're going to culminate the film with, you know, Eddie gets on the ladder. He almost gets bit, but he doesn't like they just get him out of out of, out of harm's way in time. Scott electrocutes them all, including himself. All the zombies get wiped out. You know, smoke fills the room from all the freaking, you know, electrified corpses and have like we we kind of like fade out and we fade back in. We could see the group like walking toward the uh, the broken, shattered mall doors and have like, you know, it's a bright, sunny new day. You know, <laughs> birds are chirping. Everything's happy and so, and have them walking out like, you know, kind of like, oh, my God, I can't believe we made it through that. And have one of them comment, maybe like Julie be like, I'm really hungry, though. And then like Eddie be like, yeah, I could go for some brains and look right at the screen. Freeze frame credits because they they breathed in the smoke of the zombie. Oh, that's awesome. That was that was the the moment I had from the like, that was the thing I thought of. And I'm like, fuck, that's got to be in there somewhere. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and in that in that moment, it should be you said freeze frame, but they should all like. Eddie or whoever says brains at the camera and then you see them all rush at the cameraman like at the camera it'd be like that sequence at the very end of the Dawn of the Dead remake when like all the zombies run out of the island and it goes black yeah. like, you get like one second of like and it'll feel like they're running straight at you like in a 3D movie you know yep. <laughs> yeah. and then you know cue do you want a party or some variation of that and <laughs> credits roll <laughs> oh man oh, yeah I love it I love it I love it this is so cool this is great and this is way, honestly way better than uh, I was expecting, not that I was, you know, expecting anything bad, obviously, but I was like, yeah. I don't know where we're going to go when we started this, but like, we came up with so many like cool, like little moments. I love it when that happens. Well, yeah. and this, this, this is one of the, those, uh, those, those projects that we've done where there's not really a story bef- that we're, co- that we're working from. So it's not like, Hey, let's reimagine this movie or Hey, let's sequelize this exact film like we were kind of yeah, all over like yeah. yeah it is a sequel to return of the living dead but we still pulled inspiration from a bunch of other things so i, I love it when we can do this and and i think that the, the only problem i have here is that i can't fucking watch this movie i know right <laughs> isn't that yeah. always the problem yeah and I, i'm like i really want to first of all i love mall horror like we sam you and i have talked about this before oh, about yeah. mall horror movies are so much fun and <laughs> I would love to see Return of the Living Dead in a fucking mall, like yeah. done comically, like part two. Like, oh, yeah. And, and, so and I, I can't help but love the fact that Return of the Living Dead is like a kind of sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Like it's a squint your eyes at it sequel, you know? And right. of course, the actual sequel to Night of the Living Dead was Dawn of the Dead, which took place in a mall. And it's mm-hmm. like one, one of the best zombie movies of all time. And there really should be like more mall zombie movies. To oh, your hell point. yeah. Like, there just aren't enough. Yeah. And this and this is a really good way of doing one without it feeling like, oh, you guys are just copying Dawn of the Dead. Because, yeah, well, Return of the Living Dead is already kind of like skewering the first movie while still kind of playing in the same universe. And so in this way, it's like, yeah, we're just doing our own Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. And, and and that's the thing. It's like it's it's homaging a bunch of other zombie movies that, you know, that came before it or that actually exist, you know, currently. Um, but, yeah, it's I, I think that this would be a lot of fun and, and I'm sad I can't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. God damn it. Um, I'm honored I got to do this with two great storytellers. You guys always tell such great stories. Oh, thank you. I'm 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 honored to have you on here with us. Like you and I used to. I hope up, I get to return again. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Like, like the zombies in this movie, you will definitely come back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. This was a ton of fun, and I'm I'm sorry if we like railroaded because Mike and I get so excited you know, when we <laughs> when we do this sort of thing. It's like, oh, sorry, I, there's other people here. I'll shut up for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept having a tr- trouble. I kept like pausing myself like stop talking mike because i <laughs> i kept going ooh, ooh, yeah and you know? <laughs> yeah no it's cool and the funny part is uh, all three of us were in a zombie movie this is very true we were yep. all in poultry geist yeah <laughs> that's right you can see the top half of my face for like a half a second <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was just in the protester scenes i'd even make it to a zombie scene since the guy that did my makeup i don't know he went off in his own little world <laughs> <laughs> i got i got uh, a brief second in the zombie sequence and uh a brief second in the protest sequence the thing that made me mad about the zombie sequence is i my death i actually got hurt doing my death scene but i stuck with it and like they even commented like when they yelled cut they were like that was awesome and it didn't make it into the final cut and i'm like because ah. like oh, I, pain. <laughs> well because i i threw myself back against the wall because they were like make sure they were like whoever the last person is whoever the last person that comes into the mcdonald's or the you know the restaurant um like throw yourself back so i get sprayed by arby with the fucking beer and I throw myself back. But you know how the windows have that, like, beam across the center of the window? Ooh. Like, I cracked my back on that. And then when I, I was like, go with it. And I was just, like, sliding down the wall. And I bopped my head on it. Oh. I'm, I'm laying there, I'm like, you know, twitch. They're like, and they're yelling, twitch, twitch. So we're all twitching. And the fucking, like, the, the fog machine juice. Like, I was laying right in front of the fog machine. And it fucking squirted hot fog machine juice on the back of my head. And I had a fucking burn on my scalp. Like when I got married, I still had a fucking burn on my scalp because I got married the following week. (laughs) So so I'm just weird. Both there too. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to brush my hair like before getting my tux on or my, my suit on. I'm just like, fuck, this hurts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, that that was a fun day. I was just there for just that one day, you know, uh, again, for the protest scene to be an extra. And I wanted to go back. And I think I was living in Rochester still. And that's why I couldn't make it back for the, yeah. uh, the, zomb- the zombie day I shoot. I think you were in town that day because all three of us went down there together. Yeah. yeah I, that. I, I, oh, good. I was say, I think I had come in to hang out with you, Mike, and we used to get together and like work on comics and hang out. And it was like, fuck comics. Let's go be extras in a movie. <laughs> yep. Well, that and that the hard part about that is that was a night where you came in in the evening because both of us had to work. I had worked to three to 11 and you were, I forgot what, what, which job you were working at, but you were working until the evening as well. And you drove up in the middle of the night. So we started hanging out at like 1 AM at my house. And the idea was, Oh, we'll just crash, get a couple hours of sleep. And then we'll go meet Sam, you know, in Buffalo and go do poultry guys. And instead we stayed up all night talking comics and we're Mm -hmm. like, dude, we can't, we can't sleep now because if we do, 
like we're not going to wake up in time. So we just we yes. continued to stay up. And yep. then like the shoot went until like four or five in the afternoon and we were just fucking dead on our feet. And I, I remember coming back here, you crashing in my spare bedroom and me going to bed and I had to get up and work that night and you had to drive back to Rochester. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember like I did not have any fun that day. Like it should have been fun. And it was fun like while they were actually filming and we were like jumping up and down and yelling. But most of the day I'm like outside with no sunglasses and it wasn't that sunny, but it was like, but yeah, we hadn't slept. And, and so yeah. even when when you see my freeze frame, I, every time I see that like clip of the film, like the one you know half second where you see my face, all I can see is my giant like swollen shut eyes because I was <laughs> so tired that I could barely keep my eyes open and I was like squinting all day. <laughs> it was perfect oh. for the movie to yeah. be yeah. in that shape, you know, like it worked out. <laughs> And, and, you know, and I mean, it's still like it's one of those experiences being being in a trauma film for for the listeners, um, being in a trauma film. It's a hell of an experience, but it's a lot of fun and totally worth it. So if you ever get the chance to to volunteer for one of Lloyd's movies, just do it. It's fun. Yeah, it was definitely Lloyd's fun to see all the behind the scenes too. stuff. What's that, Tim? Uh, Lloyd's fantastic too. He's so nice. Oh yeah, no, he's 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 a fucking sweetheart. Like, and that wasn't the only time I met him. Like, I I, I met him there. That was the first time I ever met him was on set of Poultry Guys. But then a couple years later, he was at Fan Expo, and I remember going to Fan Expo specifically to meet uh, Scotty Young and um, Umberto Ramos, and uh, like I was super excited to try to get sketches from them. I only got one from Scotty Young, but uh, <laughs> freaking Lloyd was there. With, like, a guy dressed up like Toxie and, of course, like, trauma booth babes. And, like, he's dancing around. He had one of those marshmallow launcher guns. And he was just, like, shooting marshmallows into the air. And, like, I asked him about Poltergeist. He's like, oh, it's coming. I swear it's a coming. Like, he was so excited <laughs> and, like, super jazzed to, like, talk to everybody. And I was like, this guy is just amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those movies are so ridiculous. I love it. Oh, yes. Oh, so but good. Sam, we are so, so happy that you came. I'm so happy that you said yes to join us and on pretty short <laughs> notice and you, that you were game to just have, you know, have fun with us. And of course, it had to be a zombie story. We can't hang out with Sam and not talk about zombies. So, this <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> zombies so, are the best. It's, it's one of our uh, one of all of our favorites. So, you know, yeah. Awesome. I love it. So uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up. I will say thanks to the listeners for tuning into the Raised by Rentals program. You can find more about this show online at RaisedByRentals.com and at Raised by Rentals on all the socials. We do belong to the Rad Pantheon, a super team of podcasters, artists, musicians, etc. A whole collective of creative friends supporting each other to spread the word about rad stuff. Sam, I'm going to put you on the spot because you're a member of the Rad Pantheon as well. Uh, go ahead and plug whatever you want. Um, you can find me for Western New York Horror Crew on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. That's WNY Horror Crew, and it's K-R-U-E, like Freddy Krueger. So you can find us there, and there's a link tree. We do also have an adult uh, website where we sell old stuff from the 70s and 80s, books, movies, comics, all adult-themed that uh, you can find in our link tree at any of our social medias. Awesome. Yep. And, of course, everyone in Western New York should stop by Jerry's Closet oh, in East yep. We already mentioned that as well. Yep. Flea Market in East Aurora on 20A, right across from the Dollar General. Perfect. What about you, Mike? 
Ah, well, Boogeyman's Closet, as always uh, mentioned on here. Uh, We are currently finishing up our Freddy month, and then next month will be all uh, early 2000s horror movies. So from 2000 to 2005. Uh, Other than that, there's uh, Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash, where three grown men, children bitch about toys and pop culture. Always a good time. Always a good time. And you can find my other project on Instagram where I spotlight crowdfund campaigns for new comic book projects. It is Comics Boost. Just spell comics with an X. And once again, thanks to Sam for joining us. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you had fun with us, please let us know what you think. Drop us a line. Hell, live tweet us or DM us while you're listening to tell us what we forgot, what we screwed up, what cool zombie kill we should have done leave a podcast rating and tell us what we should improv improve next time and with that i'm josh i'm mike and i'm sam and we have to return some videotapes raised by rentals is a member of the rad pantheon network visit radpantheon.com to support rad stuff the theme music is forbidden fruit by velvet bethany You can purchase music and learn more at velvetbethany.com. I think I'm alone now. Doesn't seem to be anyone around.